the episode 61 of directly to you i'm looking at a camera now uh, and that's because we're doing this live, not live as in streams. Well, it's streamed technically, but you can't watch it because it's unlisted. We're uploading this video because everybody wanted video. Video is apparently more engaging or some crap. I don't know. Um, I'm joined by Parker. Hello, Parker. Hello, hello. How you doing? I yeah, I'm doing great. That's I'm uh, also on video. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. There's that. This is that. And yeah. things like this can happen thanks to housekeeping. All that nonsense mm. and you know what the housekeeping means that means you can support through youtube.com slash for four as a member clicking that join button for four dollars and 99 cents what do you get for that parker you so get, much stuff you get membership loyalty badges you get free emotes that you get to use in live streams and whatnot you get free switch keys from time to time you get game of time with us whenever you hey you want to play Smash brothers message me on discord which you can also be in the supporters only Discord. So it's cool perks. You can also do it through Anchor, but like, don't do it through Anchor. <laughs> we're trying to incentivize YouTube. Obviously, we're doing video stuff. So there you go. Yeah, because YouTube's just easier. Like, you could pay like the similar amount for all the other stuff that I said, but you mm -hmm. wouldn't get the loyalty emotes and the badges and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just like, can't really do anything about that, you know? Like, I can't say, oh, you pay that much on Anchor, so I can give you those things because YouTube doesn't recognize that, you know? I can't mm -hmm. just type in a username and say, add so-and-so, you know? Um, True. But apart from that, let's just, you know, just jump into the show, you know what I mean? Let's just jump into let's do it. What games are you playing, Parker? Yeah, um, man, I'm honestly still playing. I'm at the final boss of SteamWorld Quest. Um, been playing that intermittently and it's really good. It's, uh, I'm not going to talk about it a lot. I talked about it all last week. So there's that whole video on it. If you want to sure hear did. about that, all watch sorts of the video. <laughs> go watch plug, the plug, video. Plug, plug, plug. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been playing that, um, also not video games specifically, but, um, started a D and D campaign about two weeks ago with some friends. And so I've been playing that on Mondays, um, and it's just fun. D and D is great. <laughs> it's like anything like that. And I never had the interest to until the internet happened. In, uh, <laughs> what is it called? Critical Role. And mm, I saw yeah. that one time. It was like with kind of funny. Like mm -hmm. they did a collab with them. And I was like, that seems like it's fun. Never made any movement. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's one of those things too. Somebody made a. Uh, um, I remember somebody on NVC was talking about it at some point, and uh, but somebody made a. Uh, pokemon D D, where they just take like the pokemon world but stick it in the d i mean with the kind of D D rule set and stuff like that which that's super fun like so it's that would be the most likely way for me to try that yep absolutely the hard thing honestly is just getting like people in a place to do it and yeah. like you can do it you know i mean now there's google hangouts stuff like this you can do it online any of that stuff but it's definitely easier to do it just sitting in a room uh, the normal uh, way directly new content uh, <laughs> possible stay tuned subscribe to the channel Let's i am not knowledgeable enough to dm anything <laughs> well but... you got time you're going True. you're going to research <laughs> <laughs> there you go oh man but yeah so that's that's been a lot of fun um yeah otherwise just kind of been playing little bits of stuff a little bit more ca crash bandicoot haven't started up anything new recently gross. so yeah gross. it's it's gross and fun and I like it. Hey, you know, <laughs> we all have our ways to describe Crash Bandicoot. And uh, 
I stop at gross. <laughs> um, but I've been playing a couple of things. Like I've been jumping around a lot recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I played a little bit more Yoshi, and by a little bit, I mean like one more level. Um, yeah. Then from there, I played more Smash Brothers because that's just a weekly thing, and there's no need to go into that. That's just, <laughs> every week I'm playing Smash Brothers, you just accept it. You know what I yep. mean? Oh, uh, product provided by Nintendo. <laughs> okay. I played more Box Boy and Box mm-hmm. Girl, even more mechanics than I'm discovering. That's like, why don't they just put this in Kirby? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But, the, but they're not. So, what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, a game that I've played that is new to me, it's not mm-hmm. a new game, it's new to me and also to Switch owners, I guess, yep. is Duck Game. I so have, I didn't know this game was... So it's already come out on other stuff before? Yes. Uh, I think that you. it was a PC thing first. Okay. And then it came to like other platforms, I think. Yeah. Um, but like only new through it tangential i'm not saying the word (laughs) i kind of knew it you know yeah um (laughs) but i never like saw any gameplay Mm -hmm. played it nothing like that until uh what tuesday or something Mm -hmm. like that was tuesday or wednesday one of those and i had the code in my email and initially i sent you a code and i was like hey you want to check this out sure why not um but then i was talking to my uncle and my aunt who are near my age. They're not old. <laughs> it's weird. Your 87-year-old uncle and aunt go on. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. Um, so I was talking to them. We were playing Smash Brothers. And then I was like, hey, you guys want to try something? And they're like, yeah, sure, why not? So I sent them both keys. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what? I'm like, like, that's just not something that's normal. Yeah. I guess. It's just getting two free games and it's whatever, you know? Yeah, right. Like, yeah, let's try that. So we played that for a couple hours. That game is hysterical. Like, and because of that, me and Bob are going to stream it. And nice. Bob robbed you for your code. So yeah. it's all right. I, it was literally like, up with him. <laughs> you, if you'd asked me, because it was last night at some point, you were like, hey, I'm going to give it to Bob and said, is that all right? I was like, yeah. yeah, that's good. But literally, like two minutes later, and I would have been like, you can try. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's gone now because I had was like sitting down to be like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and try this out. But uh, no, because I literally like I was yeah. just going to have because he was streaming and mm-hmm. I was talking about the game uh, saying that like it was fun or whatever. And Bob yeah. was like, "Ooh, that sounds cool. Uh, are we going to stream that? And I was like, he just like, I don't know. Uh, he's like, you want to give me a code? And I was like, oh, shoot. That means he doesn't have one. <laughs> um, so I was like, OK, let me check. It's always funny to me. I mean, I guess. Is he on like keymailer stuff? I don't know. It, it's not even keymailer. Oh, they it wasn't okay. Me. Like oh, most of the keys that I get mm-hmm. are either from Nintendo or they're completely unsolicited. Gotcha. <laughs> like I barely ever go on keymailer unless yep. I email somebody, which is rare, and they mm-hmm. tell me that their thing is on keymailer. That only happened with Overcooked. That's literally it. Where I was like, gotcha. oh, with this game, and they're like, it's on keymailer. But outside <laughs> of that, like uh-huh. usually they they just email them to me. So like I assume that Bob would have had it already. Um, and after I found out he didn't, I was mm-hmm. like, wait, let me sign him up for the, um, the mailing list that I'm on, I guess. Cause mm-hmm. like they emailed me the keys, but at the bottom of the emails, it's like, you're part of this mailing list or whatever that I never signed up for. So I don't, I don't know. Um, however that happened. <laughs> yeah. I tried to sign Bob up and I was like, he's probably not going to get the code soon enough. Even if right, he does yeah. get added to this mailing list. So let me see if this code has been redeemed yet. So I put the key in. And like went to the, uh, the screen where it's like, Duck Game, do you want to add this to this account? I was like, nope. And I uh, sent it to Bob and then I messaged you and was like, hey, because I was pretty sure I was recording it. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, hey, I sent this to Bob. 
And then you're like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so what's, uh, I've seen little bits and pieces of the game. So partly for my knowledge, but also for viewers and listeners or whatever. Hey, viewers now, that's a real word we can use <laughs> on this platform. These are facts. Uh, um, so like, what's the game? What's the, I don't know. What do you do? So it kind of reminds me of like uh, Worms, you know, like Worms Armageddon. All that yeah. Stuff. It's like okay. that. If it had a baby with Smash Brothers <laughs> and also kind of a little bit like a WarioWare sort of situation, because it's like there's like it, th- the main goal is to like be the last man standing. Mm-hmm. But there's like these little bite sized matches where it's like a one stock scenario and yep. it's not always the same answer to killing everyone else. <laughs> Sometimes uh-huh. you got to like th- like petrify them in this gel and throw them off the cliff. Sometimes you got to shoot them. Sometimes it's like some other. So, like, you have to do these different things, or it's just like these are the different ways you can, or. It's that's what you have to do because it's like it's kind of like a a Hunger Games sort of scenario where it's Mm -hmm. like you're thrown onto this course and then you grab whatever you can and you get to taking out your opposition. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so yeah, like, huh. and, and there's like all these like weird, goofy things that you can sometimes do in the middle of it. Like, um, in your rush to get a weapon, sometimes you'll get a weapon and you're like, oh yeah, I got this weapon, blah blah. And then you'll approach the other person to try to take them out, and then your weapon turns out to be a Nerf gun, and then you're just screwed. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like stuff like that. And you can like that's great. You can pick up saxophones and tubas, and you could drum and all this other mm-hmm. crap. It's 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 insane. And if Man. you want to see more of it. And the chances that you're seeing this on Saturday or Sunday before the stream, you can watch me and Bob play. Nice. Where did did it come out today? Is it already it came out? out yesterday, Thursday. Okay. <laughs> yeah. People watching this after the fact. That's right. <laughs> Which nice. confused me because, like, I looked at it to see because, like, I double checked this embargo so many times. Yeah. Right. Um, where I was like, and usually I don't do that because usually I'm like. If a game's embargoed, I'm probably not going to play it unless it's a Nintendo thing. And then right. that's like, you know. And um, then you know for sure, like, when it is. And their stuff's probably fairly standard, too, where it's the same from game to game of theirs, I'd guess. Their embargoes are weird. <laughs> they're, okay. they're weird because it's like, they, they're, like, more detailed. Because, you know, like, we've right, yeah. gotten embargoes from, like, Team 17 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you can post this on this day and this on this day. And it usually yep. is, like, at most two things. Mm-hmm. With Nintendo, it's like this tiered system of like you can do half an hour of this kind of <laughs> gameplay on mm-hmm. this day. You can do six screenshots on this day. You know, like it, it's yep. more tiered than that for a lot of games if you get it earlier. Um, but I don't honestly, get- the embargo thing was what confused me about SteamWorld Quest because it was like you can talk about chapters two or one through yeah. twelve on this day or whatever, but then didn't mention any other chapters. Like, I guess there's twelve chapters, <laughs> which I mean, duh. If they mention one through twelve, like like. They would have just said yeah, the whole game. Do, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but I was like, all right, chapter 11. I d- doesn't really feel like this game's getting really close to ending. Like, it's going to end really abruptly. And so now I'm on chapter 18. And I'm like, ah, this is pretty much the end. So it could be a fake out ending and it could be even longer. But I was like, fairly confused just from that wording alone. So I'm uh, understanding it a bit better now. Over time. Yeah, embargo is weird. I'm still getting used to it, too. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that happened. Mm-hmm. If that's a game that you're interested in, you can get it. I don't can know you how much build it costs. your own levels too? It seemed like I, I think no that's on clue. ad. I think so. 
Cool. I think you might be able to, but I didn't even go that deep into the game. I yeah. literally just played the online. I mean, you also can build your own levels on Smash Bros, but it's not like it's most true, people want to be doing that. <laughs> so, because like, like the point of Smash Brothers, well, the point of Smash Brothers for me anyway, mm-hmm. um, is to, like it's more competitive than that. But yeah. the point of Duck Game is like, I can't see how you can't want to be chaotic in that game. Right? Know? Yeah, it's that's not true. really a one v one. Box only, <laughs> no items, yeah. No, it's not that type of game. Um, so yeah, like I can see hmm. the building a level thing being yep. more, uh, more embraced by Indeed. people at large. One game that that only for some reason reminds me of, um, oh, it's a it was a game that oh well, it doesn't matter, I, I don't remember what it's called, but it's one where like there's your bees or something, and uh, it's like the queen. Black, oh, the uh, nest game killer queen black killer queen black yeah. that's the one <laughs> kind of reminds me of that i'm curious i don't think we know when that game is coming out though um be out already but it's not really yeah right yeah <laughs> which is the case of a lot of things but yeah whatever um i'm curious i'm really curious about that game that's one my friend mitch is pretty interested in that and so whenever that comes out we'll probably play it together maybe we'll stream it i don't know could be a thing um nice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they certainly are. But actually, to do that, I need to get my cap. The capture card that I have works literally for only capturing footage. It doesn't have like a, I don't know, you, you would know, have to, to like computer kind of thing it through your computer. You would have yeah. to like stream thing the image to your computer and then capture that through software. Yeah, and I don't even know. I mean, I could probably look into it to find out if that's possible at all. But like. You know, my computer it's has possible, an but it's annoying. It, cool. Love it. <laughs> especially if you're doing it through Mac. Because, like, you can do it through QuickTime, but then you have to find a way to capture the audio right. through the game. Yep. It's a whole. It's done. <laughs> that's why so. I don't stream, because it's annoying. Yeah. But, yeah, that's about all I've been playing. Um, I, I'd, I'd like to play more of Yoshi, but, like, I was waiting to play it with my wife and so we played some together and then we got new super mario bros you and then we've been playing that together so now yoshi's just sitting there i'm like there's too many games go and play it now (laughs) there are too many games i've got a huge backlog still so whenever i get finished up with some of this stuff i just need to start clearing some of those out but speaking of that uh which is antithetical to the idea that there's too many games that i want to (laughs) be the ones that i'm playing i'm going Uh back for the wild man i've been I've really been thinking about it a lot. Like I would very much like to. It's so good. I don't even know why. I just was like, I have this game. I'm playing it, and I turned on. I was like, I, I guess I'm doing this now. I'm yep. just gonna go through it again. Yeah. Um, which I kind of want to do that with, like, you know, like a lot of the first run again, like Mario mm. Odyssey. I want to yeah. go through that again. Um, but the only thing with Mario Odyssey that would make it a little bit less, I mean, I don't know. Um. I mean, it would still be definitely super fun to play, but learning the mechanics throughout the game and like figuring out like, oh, I, I didn't know how to get to that spot before very efficiently. Like I could get to right. it the dumb way, but didn't know how to get to it like, you know, triple hat jump type ways yeah. and stuff. Whereas now, like my hands just know how to do that. So I yeah. can pretty much get anywhere I want, however quickly I want. To. I mean, you know, outside of speedrun type stuff like that's a whole nother world. But um, I wonder if that would make it any less fun. Probably not, but I feel like Breath of the Wild has a similar thing because, like, a lot yeah. of my playthrough and by a lot, I mean maybe like the first hour or two, 
mm-hmm. um, was spent dying. <laughs> Which is not a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First hour or two compared to like 200 or um, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, uh, I feel you know. But yeah, like a lot of it was me figuring out the game. Yeah, that's in, true. In the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, but specifically in the beginning was me dying. Me being yeah. like, oh, shoot, that Bacoblin kills you at one hit. <laughs> I never thought that. <laughs> uh-huh. Stuff being, yeah, it, I feel like it was pretty intimidating at the beginning. Like, I, I remember the little skull area on the Great Plateau where there's the, you know, the couple Bacoblins inside yeah. of there and you have to, like, shoot a lamp or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm there. I'm, I'm, okay. That's why I stopped that. And I was like, oh, I don't feel like but, dealing with this. I need arrows so uh-huh. I can shoot the thing and it blows yep. up. I, yeah but yeah i just feel like at that point i was still like really hesitantly working my way through the world and stuff whereas now i'd probably go up and just like bloop 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 bloop, just because yeah yeah you're right you just know the mechanics you know their patterns a little bit better but i mean that's the way you know people play through dark souls over and over and over again and that's dark souls is all pattern recognition pretty much so yeah um, it's still that was that was another thing that like my aunt i was talking Mm -hmm. about playing that game with um, yep. she's playing through Breath of the Wild. I think she just finished, and she's like, "Oh my god, guardians are so terrifying." Like, Yo, guardians ain't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, and can't can't edit this, you know? <laughs> uh, we so, can, but it would take a lot more work than normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like guardians ain't nothing. Just go up to them and shield the thing and reflect it back at them. And then mm-hmm. she did it, and she's like, "Oh my god." She's like, the world is <laughs> reopened to me. And I'm like, it's like, yeah, man, Guardians, they're, yep. they're worthless. Man. Uh, once you figure them out. I do. I really honestly did enjoy, uh, not everybody got the DLC, but I, I really enjoyed it mostly for the um, the Trial of the Sword stuff. Yeah. Was, I mean, I also enjoyed like the more shrines and all that kind of stuff. Actually, and take that back i also really enjoyed the big the beginning of part two yes man i I think we've talked about that before and how maybe not i don't know i loved it in any case not everybody did Uh, i liked it i liked it it was i like stuff like that though yeah like and it's usually like against popular opinion (laughs) usually people like they don't want that type of resistance like right the mechanic that everybody complains about with breath of the wild that they're like never Uh do this again yeah weapons and i'm like please continue to do stuff like that (laughs) i yeah i really enjoyed the breakable weapons as well i mean at first i did and i was like this is actually no even at first i felt like seems reasonable that i've got this little club and like they break a little too much um arlo actually has a yeah, I mean, great, super long review of it, but talked about like crafting system, like that it would make sense to also, if you've got these breakable weapons, also have some kind of crafting system. And I agree with that. Like, I feel like yeah. take what you have and add on to it. But, but I really liked the breakable weapons. And I think what I liked about the one hit kill area, because a lot of people were complaining, I feel like there's like artificially difficult and it's like, you know, just challenging for the sake of challenging. But really for me, I felt like, it, like I already play the game fairly stealthy a lot of the time anyway. And so it just kind of rewarded me for that. So I just went in and played more stealthy and just had fun feeling like I was getting benefit out of that. Whereas I'm sure other people that would go in more full force and just like take a bunch of damage and stuff most of the time thought it was really annoying because you had to go in and at that point yeah, just get killed a lot. Your next move. Yep. But I, I, I really liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> It's all my fault. Um, but I'm, I'll am be curious to hear about the progression of your Breath of the Wild campaign as you go uh, forward. You know what I'm curious to hear about the progression of? 
<laughs> Sega's next changes to their IP and how they're going to handle the game releases and all that stuff. And you know what my mind immediately went to when I saw this? Yep. The curious. conversation that we had, what, last week? Every week it feels like. Does this mean <laughs> that, once again, the Persona 5 on Switch conversation oh yeah. reopened? I mean... You're right. We do talk about this too much at this point. <laughs> and it's, 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 it's extremely too much because I don't even care. I'm probably not even going to play this game. Yeah. I mean, it seems like so. Okay, let me. I'll read some some things real quick related to this. This is kind of uh, sort of a mixture of the IGN article and the Tweak Town article mm-hmm. stuck together. But I'm just going to read some of it for simplicity. Uh, so Sega reported as being disappointed in their fiscal year earnings for this past year. So it's road to 2020 roadmap of games. Earnings has fallen apart due to market miscalculations, too many games in development, lack of sales performance and game delays. In response, Sega will focus on the previously mentioned IP and may also throw, Oh, well, I shouldn't have summarized it apparently, (laughs) but the IP were persona Yakuza and something else. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember what, and may also throw in a remaster slash re-release or two and potentially bring over more of its key franchises and games overseas. Um, Sega's PC business, however, has been doing well with such releases as Yakuza 0 and Yakuza Kiwami, and Sega sees the PC market as a place for big opportunities for increased earnings, and it will continue to port its titles there. With While some of its titles, such as the Yakuza series and mainline Persona, have stuck to PlayStation hardware, this new strategy affirms its new games will come to all systems, from PC to mobile, and even next-gen consoles like the PlayStation 5. Uh, so that last bit is especially what you were talking about what i i hope this means the obvious i mean the obvious is like you said that like the switch will also get these games because they haven't put any yakuza games there persona isn't over there although i mean obviously persona 5 scramble yeah and also like you know like what is it called shimagami tensei right yeah and like valkyrie chronicles (laughs) yeah (laughs) which is funny um but man, just yeah, I I was looking back too, and like it, they haven't released a lot of games just in general over the past bunch of years. Yeah. But um, so the fact that they weren't doing per- particularly well last year, I guess, also means that they put in effort, but in the wrong directions or something like that as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Yakuza Zero or the Yakuza stuff, like it's just surprising they haven't bothered to bring any of that over to switch it's it's honestly annoying <laughs> that a lot of these developers if they have any because i know like bayonetta is what i'm mm-hmm. getting right at. Yep. um it seems like their relationship with bayonetta is less so uh it's less so hey make this mm-hmm. and more first refusal like they're able to say like nah you're not putting that there or you're not doing that you're not yeah. making that game, but they can't necessarily say, "Hey, this is where we're putting this game." You know, mm-hmm. like how Nintendo is with Game Freak. Like they can't just call up Game Freak and be like, "Hey, uh, we need a new Pokemon game tomorrow, right. <laughs> and it's going on all the platforms." They, uh-huh. they can't do that. Um, but at the same time, Game Freak does what they want in the same way, as long yep. as it's not with Pokemon. So, yep. like, is that why Bayonetta is not included in this statement? Or that's a good question. I mean, and maybe it's just that maybe the ownership of Atlas is different than the ownership. Yeah. Of platinum in general, where like they own them, but maybe it's, 
They less don't own of, platinum though. They just oh, they own, don't. They own the IP specifically. Oh, okay. Yeah. Of Bayonet. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Which um, so or what at is least it? they that's just what didn't... it sounds like. But right. that's what I, like I don't understand to what extent. Like yeah, do they own them? Like Nintendo owns Pokemon, where it is right. a thing of like you can't put this anywhere else, and you got to come to us before you do whatever with it. But yep. beyond that, like they can't tell them to do anything with it at the same time. So. I don't know. I, I think actually they don't own Bay- they own Bayonetta one for sure, um, or they publish Bayonetta one, right? But and Bayonetta two needed their approval, right? And three needed okay. their approval. Interesting, because yeah, I'm looking here, and so they're not listed. I'm just looking at the the um, <laughs> Wikipedia page, mm-hmm. and I mean it shows yeah, Platinum Games is on there, and then how. That's a great question. Long story short, I don't know. <laughs> um, it's. I'm just trying to see now on Platinum Games if they specifically are. I don't know. That's odd. But probably it probably must be like more like a Pokemon thing because you're right. They didn't include any of that. And actually, we'll be talking about Platinum here in a little bit as well. Um, and Platinum doesn't. Uh, and they they talked about a bunch of new IPs and that kind of stuff. None of which was being reported in the Sega stuff as well. Because right. yeah, I mean, Babylon Falls is a thing that's platinum developed, which I don't know what that is really much at all. But um, yeah, interesting. That's just because the rest of the stuff doesn't have anything to do with them. Like oh, it, right, it's, of it's it's the same situation yep. as like now with Nintendo. It doesn't seem like they can make a Bayonetta game without Nintendo's involvement either. Right, yeah. You know, like it's it's almost like they sell stakes in Bayonetta where they're like, Hey, we need to make this game. Sega, can you help us? And they're like, All right, cool, we'll do it, but we're taking a piece of the IP and then, right. All right, whatever. And then they go to Nintendo and they're like, Hey, we want to make this game, and then they're like, You gotta talk to Sega first, and then Sega's like, All right, here's a piece of that IP, and yep. then Nintendo's now part like they're at that table where it's like if you want to do something else, you gotta come to yep. us, you know. I guess a similar-ish situation even to like Goldeneye on mm-hmm. N64 or whatever, where it's like yeah. it's rare and nintendo and actual like you know james bond 007 franchise to where it's not like uh yeah that kind of a thing fragmented everybody has a piece of the uh the property yeah so i think i mean i think you're right they're not including that in there so obviously if i think even if bayonetta is great for them i don't know if it's going to make a huge difference in in their specific um actual numbers and fiscal year stuff so maybe that's i wonder if that has anything to do with them like financial like do they put any money at all into bayonetta or is it just a thing of like do your thing and we'll reap the profit (laughs) of our ownership i would guess that at this point it's probably more like that i think they probably relinquished most of whatever stuff um not everything but most of it when bayonetta 2 happened and nintendo took over i would guess but i don't really know let me know in the comments if that's something that you want me to dive into because I'm interested to figure I, out yeah. how we're being at it. <laughs> I'm interested in you diving into it, whether it's for a video or just to tell me later. <laughs> but um, so, but uh, otherwise, with this stuff, um, I also wonder if this means they. So they talk about going into their you know previously mentioned IPs and stuff like that. So also so- Sonic, that was the other one that they mentioned in there. That's that's one. I don't know if they're planning on doing more Sonic stuff specifically soon. I mean, obviously, Son- well, besides the movie, they're planning on doing more Sonic something or other, I'm sure, whether it's more Sonic Mania or more 3D Sonic or whatever. But 
I'm I'm just curious, but hopefully at least stuff comes more multi-platform. What I'm worried about with this sentence at the end there, the, you know, affirms it's new games will come to all systems from PC to mobile and even next-gen consoles like the PlayStation 5. To me, the PlayStation 5 isn't the outlier there. Like, that's the obvious one when they're like, yeah. and even the PlayStation 5, like, no, duh. Like, everything's on the well, PS4. kind of. Because for a while there, all Sonic games were a Nintendo thing. Like, even in the Wii U days, where like Lost mm. World wasn't coming the Xbox or PlayStation, you know, yeah. like Sonic Boom. I mean, these aren't the best games in the world, but they're still Sonic games, and they're yeah. not going to other platforms. Yep. And mm. like the Sonic and the uh, Mario and Sonic, which obviously that's never going to other platforms, but right, yeah. So it's. I mean, the other thing too is with Atlas. I feel like they recently said something to the effect of like we have, you know, no interest in bringing. No, maybe it wasn't. I feel. Some franchise of theirs, whatever, we're like, we don't really care about Nintendo. <laughs> Obviously, mm. not with Shin Megami Tensei, but with other stuff. But again, if Sega owns them, they can just make them do whatever they want, theoretically mm. speaking. So I don't know. All this stuff. Do you have any more thoughts on that specifically? It's like kind of broad. So it's hard to say exactly what will um, happen. But I think I think that it'll pan out to, to be like in Nintendo's favor as long as they stick with it, which I mean, we know for a fact that they will stick with the switch form factor because that's Japan, you know, like they're going to yeah. own Japan for this foreseeable future unless everybody else jumps on board with that. And even then, it still mm-hmm. is like a question mark if like Sony could even catch up in that regard because they've tried to catch up with form factors in the past and it has mm-hmm. not worked. You know, like. <laughs> To a certain extent, people are like, well, the PlayStation, like the PSP didn't flop or even like the Vita did pretty well in Japan. Where it's like, did it though? You know, like (laughs) Switch outsold Vita in like its first year. Yeah. So I don't know if it did well. Like relatively when the gaming market is failing in Japan, it was failing less so than everything else around it. But it was still failed. Yeah. Um, So I at this point, yeah, I I don't really see playstation going into the handheld market again luckily hesitantly saying luck i mean like yeah kind of luckily (laughs) just just yeah i mean it's they're just not good at that they're not good at it and i think that's the thing like you mentioned or with them with the vita it's they were treating it almost like it was like trying to show off how great it was as far as like it's almost a home console or whatever which the switch is poised for perfectly because it is both Right. So that works out great where it's like, oh, it's a handheld that's like a home console because it's also a home console. Whereas the PS Vita, it's like, okay, well, if that's the market you're going for, though, like, well, I'll just get the home console, <laughs> I guess, because it was yeah, cause still it's pretty like, expensive. It was like $250, $300 or right. whatever. Like, you can just get Even it now, you can't find like a new Vita for under $200. Yeah. Which is compared to the dumb. 2DS for like 80 bucks yeah. with one or two I games included. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's, that's insane. Yeah. No, so, it's crazy. And that said, I had a Vita. And yeah. I was disappointed by the fact that they, they really didn't commit to anything. It was just like the th- the reason to own a Vita is for PlayStation 2 games, you know? Like, <laughs> like everybody's favorite game on that platform was Persona 4. Yep. That game is very old, you know? It's <laughs> like, eh, I don't, I don't know if uh, they're very good at doing that. Because, like, the games that they did try to, like, sell that whole, like, it's a home console on the go thing mm-hmm. didn't well and then they abandoned that idea because of right yeah yeah i think just not having a 
streamlined approach of what they were like they kind of tried to do a specific thing but then also have it be too broad and then never really stuck i mean kind of like we talked about with google with some things where they'll like just try a lot of things throw darts at the wall and be like i don't know just let it fizzle out they just don't have google money so yeah yeah exactly i I can't see them i mean sony's kind of dumb sometimes so maybe they'll (laughs) do another uh portable console who knows true Uh, speaking of something that's kind of (laughs) dumb Uh, so, so the Sonic movie. Yes. I are mean, you we probably just that ended the, there. Are you saying the Sonic movie is kind of dumb? Is that what you're telling me? Uh, yep. That's what I'm saying. Checks out. Uh, yeah. Man Alive. I, this trailer was so, it was a something. Uh, I mean, it's going to be entertaining for sure. Did it surprise anybody though? Like, was anybody surprised? See, the, the main thing that made me kind of want to talk about this yeah. is like the reaction to it and then the reaction to their reaction to it. Yes. Is yeah. so frustrating on all sides of the spectrum Absolutely. because it's like people are like outraged, outraged by like, oh, Sonic doesn't look like Sonic and this is tone death and Sonic does like they don't understand what Sonic is and blah blah. Uh-huh. First of all, the Sonic fan base doesn't understand what Sonic. <laughs> is. Everybody has a different touchstone with that franchise, and that's why mm-hmm. like. If I was Sega, I wouldn't touch Sonic with a 10-foot pole in any regard and as far as like a multi-million dollar Hollywood blockbuster. Like, yeah. that's insane. You're not going to be able to please everybody because yep. like the like you can't do the whole thing of like, oh, a nod to this part of the fandom and this part. Because like giving a nod to one side of the fandom is going to piss off the other side. <laughs> so like, there's, you just can't win in that regard. Um, and then on the other end of the spectrum, when the uh, the – movie studio listen and they're like all right well we'll change sign or listen mm-hmm. that is yeah um everybody's like well what the, why would you change it like stick to your guns and how dare you those are those poor animators they're going to have to suffer and crunch and blah blah which is like we don't know enough to get mad about that yeah like we don't know where they were at in production we don't know when this trailer was finished. We don't know how long it took them to do. We don't even know how long Sonic's in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's a Dr. Robotic movie featuring a little bit of Sonic. It, it very well could be. Yeah. Nobody would have nobody guessed that Infinity War was a Thanos movie. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, and I would say Jim Carrey's the strongest part of that movie, as mm-hmm. far as we know. Like, if that movie was going to come out as it, as it existed in our minds, mm-hmm. Jim Carrey would have been like, that would have been the thing of like, well, Jim Carrey was pretty good in it, you know? Yeah, right. Uh, so who knows? Maybe he was mostly in the movie. And it's like, something tells me that a long time ago, Sonic Team saw that render and saw that trailer. It's like, nah, we're <laughs> not down with this. Because like nobody, nobody in Japan is okay with that design and they've been voicing that since the outline of him came out like the little like ominous teaser of like sonic the movie you know he's all in shadows (laughs) you know yeah everybody's like nah i don't like that that's not Mm -mm. what we made you know like that has nothing to do with the sega genesis game that we thought of in our brains um so for me that that Seems like that's when they started work on this. So yep. rather than them having six months or whatever to redo everything, it was more like a little over a year mm-hmm. that they're looking at this and saying, okay, how do we rework this? Yeah. Um, and even then, like, again, like, we don't know how they did this movie. We don't know how flexible their model is, you know? I mean, that's the the hope for them, at least, is that maybe, yeah, at some point earlier on, 
they were like, okay, well, we'll finalize the footage that's for this trailer in the style that we've got, and then just see how that goes over. And in the meantime, have something like kind of a contingency plan to where we can swap out for something else if we need to. And because at that point, they do sort of look like the heroes. Mm-hmm. And then people will just, you know, be happy about it. But no, there's there's no winning. You and like, I find it funny because it's like, and I documented this. I looked at these tweets and the whole thing. Cause like, I, I made like my little quip at the, at the trailer being like, oh, yeah, that exists, you know, but I'm not <laughs> like, this is terrible. Change it. And right. after the fact, I'm like, so I made a little joke about that too. But mm-hmm. people that were joking about like, oh, this design looks so dumb and they should have never made this movie are the same people as like, uh, how dare you go back on your vision? You're going to hurt the animators and blah, blah. And it's like, dude, yep. you're part of the reason why they changed it in the first place. Yeah, Like you can't get all self-righteous now. Like if, you, if you're the type of person that's like, let them stick to their vision and blah, uh-huh. blah, then just be quiet about it. Yeah. Let them stick to their vision and don't be part of the echo chamber. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, and it's exactly it's it's that person. I mean, because there were a lot of people, you know, retweeting and stuff like that, or I mean, all sorts of reactions and stuff. But still, like a small minority, I probably was like actually vocal about it. Um, although we all were like, well, "That's pretty bad." <laughs> but yeah. like, I think you know, it looked, I think it looked bad, and I'm happy that they're changing it. But like, I wasn't going to tell them like, "You need to change this," or the movie's going to fall, yeah. blah blah. I thought the movie's going to do good either way. Yeah. Because it's Sonic the Hedgehog, and Sonic has already proven to be bulletproof. Like it's there's <laughs> there's years of terrible products yeah. that have sold millions upon millions of units, and he's still here. You know, so it's like mm-hmm. this, they could make a terrible movie, and it's going to make its money back. It doesn't matter. Yeah, like, I mean, hopefully they just lean in a little bit to what Sonic, it, like it being cheesy and all that kind of stuff in the in the final product, and it'll be fine. Like that's just that's what Sonic is. So. You know, even if the art model there isn't the best, even if they don't change it very much, and it's like he looks bad. After about five minutes of seeing him like in action, I feel like it'll be like you're just used to it, and it's yeah. it's bad, but like who cares? It's you know, it's a movie. Also, um, I mean, I, like I don't even like, and I, I know Bob talked about this a little bit on Wolf Den. Um, I'm also not in the camp that thinks that like, oh, he needs to look exactly like he does. Like what people like repainted it. And there was like, it basically just looked like a render of a, like a TV yeah, game. Right. Like it was like the straight up Sonic, not even the one where they made the eyes a little bit bigger. And kept I'd be down with that like. more. So yeah. Like they don't even have to make him look verbatim. Like it's just, mm-hmm. it is a thing of like certain features, like the bigger eyes. They don't have to be yep. this like, you know, eye or you know, yeah. eye or whatever. Um, they, they like they can just accentuate certain things. Like he doesn't need gloves. He can have yep. the, like the white, the white mm-hmm. fur or whatever. Like it, certain things like that. But it, it is like this model is like pretty far away from like yeah. what Sonic is. You know, like he's. If it were up to me, honestly, the only change. Not that I know anything about art, <laughs> but if it were up to me, like the only change is looking at it. Then I'm like, they should really change those things. Is yeah, bigger eyes for sure. Um, I mean, it, like his mouth, sure, whatever. I don't really care. Um, yeah. But just the white patch around where his face is needs to be bigger. I feel like just because I don't know. Right now, it feels like there's a white patch like in just around his mouth instead of it being like part of his face. I don't know. Something mm-hmm. about that just feels kind of weird. But then his body shape is really awkward. Like yeah. <laughs> that's definitely true. But it's you know it's whatever. Um, 
that's going to be the hardest thing. I don't think they can really change that very much. Like, I think they could probably fix his his eyes and face a little bit because they have the like you know pinpoint stuff. I think his face is the most important thing. Yes, Um, I agree. Like they can get away with everything else being Mm -hmm. the way that it is, but his face, obviously, like that's the most recognizable thing. That's going to be that's going to be the first thing that you think about when you think of that. Yeah. The tricky uh, thing with just Sonic in general too, is I feel like they probably got a lot of his motion from motion, like mocap stuff of mm-hmm. like, you know, somebody doing acrobatics or whatever to like, and a lot of that just, I don't feel like is real is re correct for Sonic or whatever. So yeah. like his body's not going to be right. No matter mm-hmm. what, like even if they fix the proportions to be like more, you know, lanky legs and circular body or whatever, like it's still going to move. Not quite like Sonic, so like don't even bother kind of a thing yeah. where it's like it's fine it's just not going to be really right in that front um as opposed to like probably pikachu i'd guess in detective pikachu they just were like we're just gonna have to model the whole thing like i don't know if i mean yeah they did like motion capture for like right yeah exactly but for you know like actually pikachu walking and like crawling and stuff like that I don't think they got a little human. (laughs) Ryan Reynolds, capture your inner Pikachu. (laughs) (laughs) Like scurrying around. Yeah. Oh, man. Also, I did just follow Ryan Reynolds today because I was like, I want to see the Pikachu stuff when it comes out. Uh, Yeah, he's just like their marketing team. Oh, yeah. It's great. (laughs) It's so weird. A lot of studios are doing that. Like, Mm -hmm. Like Will Smith. Is using his YouTube channel to just release movie trailers and stuff. Like I'm like, yep. okay, all right. Well, I guess yep. that's just where we're at now. I guess. Yeah, man alive. Uh, Sonic is going to be something. I'm going to watch it yeah. in theaters. And um, yeah, I, mean, I like. I don't know if I'm going to watch it in theaters. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it'll I be a to. fun time. Yeah, it'll be a but. fun time. Like it's because otherwise it would be. I think if you waited till it was out of theaters, that'd be like probably three or four months or so. So at that point, like, you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, just to let it be known yeah, that if I see that this in theaters, it's solely because of this YouTube channel and this podcast. Because sure. <laughs> like, as far as like the quality of it, I don't really care about yeah. like. There's this. There's nothing about this Sonic movie that makes me want to watch it. Um, right. And I'm like way past the stage of like wanting to watch something to hate on it. Like, yeah, for me, it's definitely not wanting to watch something. I hate on it. It's Mm -hmm. more like having a fun time at something just like, like, uh, (laughs) Ashley and I watched Jupiter ascending when that came to theaters Mm -hmm. and it was awful. Like (laughs) there were bits of it that were like, it was a cool premise. This honestly, the world was kind of neat. And like, the i don't know a lot of things about it were cool and i was like if they had made this i think it was actually three books that they made into one kind of long movie um but if they had split it up into more movies to be able to expand on some of the story stuff like it could have been pretty good but they were like just these couple things uh eddie redmayne's in it and like was an old man it did it awful job like he had this kind of voice for a lot of the beginning of the movie and was painful to watch so like we just laughed at it the whole time like pretty early on we looked at each other at some point we're just like what (laughs) and then so i'm expecting that kind of experience yeah or or it turns out to be surprisingly good i don't think anybody's gonna we're not gonna see detective pikachu reviews with this movie i don't think that's gonna happen yeah, but we are going to see Detective Pikachu reviews with Detective Pikachu. See, the, the reviews for this 
Um, mm-hmm. They're mostly positive from what I saw as far as like in the, the sphere that we're in. Right. But yes. like the movie specific people are like, if you don't like Pokemon, then you're not going to like this movie. And like on a certain level, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, duh. That's like saying like, if you don't like superheroes, don't go watch Avengers. No, duh. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, no, that's like my my mother-in-law doesn't like um it really anything like magic, fantasy, whatever, and therefore like would not watch Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe, Lord of the Rings, like any of that kind of stuff is like not up her alley at all. So therefore I wouldn't recommend it to her. Right. <laughs> Just because like, okay, we know what you don't like. I mean, I think this will actually be a lot broader. I, I think when people say that, it's not as true as like if you like fun movies. You'll probably have a fun time. Yeah, I would guess. Like, I I even like when I even looked to see what those review like the you know like the more mm-hmm. specific like the USA Today's of the world you know like yeah. that that sort of uh, thing. Um, it's more so to gauge like is it a good story you know mm, because right. IP does become a crutch, but on a certain level you need to like at least care about the IP to want to see a movie like Detective Pikachu because the main goal is going to be to please the existing fan base. It's going to be something that is like tolerable and solid Mm -hmm. enough to be a story that stands on its own. But the main purpose of this movie is to be fan service. So like it needs to be a good story, of course, but the most important thing is that it's faithful to the IP. Yeah, I watched, um, I haven't played any World of Warcraft ever, but I watched the Warcraft movie a couple years ago, and I, I honestly, I actually don't know what the War- World of Warcraft community thinks about it, but from just an outsider's perspective, it seemed like they did that really well, to where it it, it didn't really include me in it particularly, um, but I kind of just let myself pretend like I was a World of Warcraft fan, and like yeah. I'll assume I know these references, and then kind of went with it from there. So suspension of knowledge, I guess. <laughs> um, and it was like it's it was a fun movie, like it was you know good and enjoyable, but um, again, just kind of assumed like you guys are catering to a specific audience, and I'm not exactly that audience, but whatever, I'll go with it. So. I think there's something definitely to be said there. Um, but then again, people do say that this is the first good video game movie. So I guess Warcraft was a bad one. Yeah. Perhaps. <laughs> this is like, that's another thing that I find so weird about the conversation around this mm-hmm. movie. Because the first thing that everybody wanted to say was, will this break the curse? And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, know? right. Like, how how can one movie <laughs> coming out and being good, especially in such close vicinity to a movie that everybody's saying is going to be awful, break mm-hmm. the curse? You know, yep. like, there's it's the exception to the rule. It's not the thing that then spawned multiple other good things, you know? Yep. Like, if in Beauty and the Beast, just the teapot and her son got cured and then everybody else was still appliances. The curse would still be in effect. You yeah. Know? I mean, or sim- I mean, just similar kind of analogy. I don't know why I'm using Sonic as an example. Cause I don't, <laughs> I haven't played like many Sonic games really at all, but Sonic forces came out after a bunch of other 3d Sonic games that were good, but Sonic forces was bad from what I hear. I haven't played it. So I all actually the, don't know. I mean, to be fair, it was just another another bad Sonic game. There's right. a couple well, but of that's good what I'm 3D saying. ones. But exactly, like the point, like they didn't break the curse for good 3D yeah. for 3D Sonic. It's not like now that we've made one, 
I mean, theoretically, they could try to follow that formula again and then maybe just make other good ones from there. But yeah, exactly. Like, just because you made something good doesn't mean everything else will be good yeah, after it, that. It would, like saying, it would be like saying Sonic Mania broke the curse. But yeah. then immediately after, Sonic Forces came out. Yeah. It wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> so, like... I like. I want to. I want to believe just as much as everybody else does that there's going to be no more bad video game movies. Uh-huh. But, hey, maybe maybe this uh, this will break the curse that there's one good video game franchise. Yes. <laughs> you know, but like it's not going to make all video game movies good. Yeah, so. but I think I guess I will say our chances of better video game movies and stuff are definitely increasing for the reasons that for one. Uh, people who like fans of and people who really understand video games are potentially getting to the production point where they're actually working on and in charge of movies and stuff like that. So that's good. In any case is that like, even if right now there's not a ton of people in Hollywood or whatever that are avid video game fans and like grew up on it, I'm sure there are, but like, you know, if they're not the execs, the ones making the actual decisions at some point that will be the case. Yeah. I have to think, you know, um, so that's that's a good thing going for it. But then otherwise, the tricky thing really is that Detective Pikachu is it's not a traditional video game anyway, in the sense that I mean, it is it's a video game, but in the sense that it's not like it's not there's the thing all that sorts of genres of games. Yeah, you know, it's not the thing that everybody fell in love with. People aren't like, man, they better not mess up the portrayal of Detective Pikachu. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have a very specific idea of how Detective Pikachu acts and sounds and walks. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like, and like just you know, the gameplay of it is already kind of like there's some quick time, quick time actions, QT, events, whatever it's called, events. events. Yeah. That's the one, QTs, um, QTs. And that kind of stuff. so like it's it's a game that probably that genre of game already is better formed to become a movie yeah. than which isn't to its detriment at all. It's just like that's great because now it has a mold to kind of move over more easily than Street Fighter. Like mm-hmm. you know something like that. It's just it's going to be hard to turn Street Fighter into a movie in comparatively to something that's already based primarily I mean, around I its story. Think, um, I think that the format of the game doesn't really help it as much as it being more of an obscure piece of a major property also because true. like uncharted is a very cinematic thing mm-hmm. but it is it will be very easy to mess that movie up yeah like they they could go on either side of the spectrum of either being not familiar enough or being mm-hmm. too familiar and mess the movie up i think the thing too is in in games parts of the things that you like is the gameplay element where you're controlling somebody and like, you know, that, that kind of stuff. Um, and so you could take just the cutscenes of a game and you pretty much have a movie just, Mm -hmm. you know, right there, theoretically speaking. Um, but then it would, it would feel lacking at that point because there's not that element of the actual gameplay to be, you know, tied in. So it's how do you well represent gameplay and especially of different genres again. So that's the thing with detective Pikachu is the gameplay is the finding the clues part. So you watching detective Pikachu finding clues in the movie is like, ah, it's like he's playing the game. So it, you know, I guess probably feels closer to, uh, you know, Xenoblade or something like that. Like that's got a really strong story, but as a movie, it would be all right. Now we're going to watch you fight this, you know, giant frog, for like three minutes <laughs> yeah but then in the case of xenoblade chronicles then you fall, fall down the rabbit hole of like representation and getting yep. good actors that are also accurate to the characters 
Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. You kind of, it, it would be easier to do something like, I mean, like you're saying too, kind of in the world of, but not like an exact, yeah. you know, one for one kind of thing. Like Detective Pikachu's more like that comparatively because it's right. more obscure and stuff like you were saying. Yeah. At this point, like, just generally for franchises, even in video games, like the thing that's most important is will it sell? Yeah. Um, and you can't be 100% accurate anymore, especially with how Hollywood oper- operates for the most part, because either you need to make a phenomenal movie that's mm-hmm. insane, you know, yep. or it needs to be pinned up by an actor, like a big name or a big franchise. And Detective Pikachu's case, it has all of those things. <laughs> Yep. Even the Marvel movies, like at this point, like Guardians of the Galaxy was a what billion dollar movie or close to it. You know, something. Who yeah. are Guardians of the Galaxy? Iron Man, even. You know, yeah. like he's the biggest Mar- Marvel superhero now in people's minds. And Which is who crazy. Was he when it first started, I who was Iron Man? You know, never like, heard of him before. I mean, was, I also you know, I knew who not he him. was, but yeah. he was like this F tier. Mar- like nobody really cared about. He wasn't <laughs> Spider Man. You know, right. But yeah. now he's now he was used to pin up Spider-Man in his movie to he's make sure that Spider-Man yeah. succeeds, you know, like which is wild. That's insane. Yep. That is crazy. So, so like, next up, Detective Merrill. Yes. That could cool. kind of work. Detective Merrill would be cute. I'm actually working on something <laughs> about that. Um, Are you now? Can't talk about it. Can't talk about it. It's not interesting. A not a YouTube thing. But maybe you'll see it. Who knows? I'll let you know if you get to see it. I'm curious. I'm going to make you tell me after the show. <laughs> but speaking of... That's right. Speaking of Pokemon, though, um, Pokemon Pass. Yes. Is a thing. Um, I actually... I, I didn't look that much into it, but I think I get basically the gist. Um, so if if you have any additions, it's a... Yeah, so it's, an, it's a phone app for Pokemon, yeah. um, but it's essentially the way to get digital rewards for going to places or whatever, which I guess you used right. to be able to do like, you'd go to GameStop to get a legendary on this one day yeah. or something like that, and so now you'll just use the app, it seems like? Yes. Gotcha. So, in my mind, this is the thing that is them future-proof in the franchise mm. because being able to connect your phone to your console is just something that's not going to stop from this point on, you know? Yeah. Like, once you do it once, the genie's out of the bottle, you got to just keep doing this. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> It'll like, get progressively easier and easier too. Yeah, I mean, not that it's hard right now, but right. so at this point, it's just like you can easily take your phone and say, oh, "Okay, well, I have my phone. I don't have to make this concerted effort to take my switch in the game and bring it to GameStop and have them give me the code and then type in the. You just take your phone, you scan a QR thing, and then you're done. You know, like yep. you already got your phone connected with the thing and all that stuff. Um, so in my mind, that's just their way of like making pokemon more accessible moving forward to other mm-hmm. pokemon games um so like even pokemon bank like are we going to see pokemon bank make its way to phones as an app or is it going to be integrated in the pokemon pass in some way where yeah. the the um subscription moves to being through like the app store or whatever which i mean that might be an issue because apple takes a cut and then they're going to raise the price on that and blah blah, blah. um but it just would make it more streamlined than getting this app on your phone and then downloading another transfer app. I mean, on your uh, switch and then getting the transfer app and then doing all that stuff where mm-hmm. now you could just store them in the cloud somewhere. And then you, you're like, Hey, here's the data. And then you go on your switch and you get on the internet and then you just download it from there. You don't have to connect it to another device. Yeah. I will say the only thing that 
it, only sort of related, but gives me a little less hope for it than I'd like to have is they came out with, and it makes sense why they would do this, um, but they came out with a Pokemon trading card um, app that just, mm-hmm. you can like keep track of all your Pokemon trading cards and stuff, mm-hmm. which is great, except for it's only the current, like, uh, you know, competitive expansions or whatever, which yeah. goes back eh, like a gen and a half or so. So it goes back, you know, maybe five years or whatever. But it's like, I, I would like to have a card app and I'd ideally like to have like an official Pokemon one that goes back to, so I can track my, you know, actual gen one Pokemon cards from forever ago. Um, but that's not the case. So like, they just not, I guess they just don't do that because those cards are garbage now. <laughs> <They're just> like, <laughs> and like, I like very vaguely pay attention to the tcg and it's just like the first set of cards are not good (laughs) oh yeah it's it's crazy looking at because like i'll still pick up uh booster packs every once in a while just for fun and like i like having them i'll if my wife doesn't put one in my stocking then i'll get one for both of our stockings and put them in there just because it's fun um i actually fun fact i proposed to her with pokemon cards sort of um long story there (laughs) i'll tell about that sometime um but it was lots of fun and very cute. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, all that to say, it's I also sometimes get newer cards, and it's crazy seeing like, oh, a new Charmander or whatever it, from the current expansion, and he's got 80 HP, and then yeah, you go back, exactly. and Charmander's got 30 HP in the base set or whatever. Yeah, like even Charizard, the like the OG Charizard that people want to sell for like two thousand dollars and all that wild crap, has like yep. what 120 HP. There's like a Pikachu with like more HP than that. Yep. <laughs> I'm just like what? Yeah, man, I I still my my dream all the time is that I'd find somebody or just you know find people on Craigslist or whatever that's like, oh, I found my my kid's box of Pokemon cards. Uh, if anybody wants it, like twenty bucks, <laughs> and then I just get a bunch of Pokemon cards, even if they're not great. Like I just like having more of them. It's just the fun. internet exists, and that will never happen. Uh, I yeah, <laughs> because like you type Pokemon into Google and like the first result is like multi-billion-dollar franchise, and they're like, oh, these are probably worse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's lame. But if I can, I actually again, my friend Mitch has mentioned that he has Pokemon cards. He's like, they're somewhere in my attic. I don't know where, but like you can have them if, if but I just don't know where they are. And I was like. <laughs> Freaking find them. You got to search. Give them to me. So this I will go over to his house. It's your time. job. You got to find them now. I would, I've told him a lot of times, like, I will go to your house. We will find those <laughs> cards. He, fun story before we move on. Um, he mentioned to me that he, at some point, had bought uh, a just deck that you can, you know, buy the prepared decks and stuff. Yeah, and it was the right. one with muck and stuff in it back from, you know, back in the day. And didn't understand that they wouldn't have different cards between them so he bought that same deck like four times oh my god it has four mucks and like you know a billion grimers and stuff which is already like one of the lamest you know gen one pokemon (laughs) how dare you how dare you (laughs) easily um no i do love the pokemon episode where uh bellsprout versus muck though that's always very fun yeah muck is a beast yeah he is it's very also like muck is just bulky in gen one He's pretty good Pokemon yeah, just, if you're just talking about Gen 1. <laughs> yeah. I guess. And he's got Minimize and stuff, which is nice and annoying. When I was, man, I, I guess playing Let's Go Pikachu, 
no, well, I guess it was playing Let's Go Pikachu, and I was up against uh, somebody in Koga's team, Zbuck, and he just kept using Minimize, and I was like, I want to murder you so yeah. bad. It was so annoying. <laughs> it was doing stuff like that. Yeah. The worst thing, and the, the most broken move in Pokemon Let's Go, uh, hashtag free product, is Stealth Rock. That's the most broken mm, oh, move. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. there's no way to get rid of it. Yep. So you're just, you're just screwed, and you're going to get hit by that for the rest of the battle, and that's it. Yep. No ifs, ands, or buts. No ifs, ands, or buts. And there's no ifs, ands, or buts about whether Platinum is working on a new IP and some Bayonetta 3, which rhymes a little right. bit. Uh, so so here's the um, here's some stuff. So Platinum Studio Head, so Inaba, I don't remember his first name, somebody Inaba, said Bayonetta 3 will involve a change in design process based on Platinum's experience creating the first two entries in the series. He also emphasized the importance of 2019 and how the company is building a new foundation that in later years will pay dividends. Uh, I'll go ahead and finish up the quote and then we just talk about all that. Uh, going on, he said, 2019 will be an incredibly important year for us without speaking directly to the number of titles we may or may not announce. I can say it's going to be a year of some major new approaches, new challenges, and new methods for us. Basically, we're building a new foundation that in later years will pay dividends. For us, new challenges are going to be very important. And he also said that Platinum is currently designing something that has never been done before and is truly unlike anything else. Whether this has any relevance to Switch remains to be seen, however. And that's from Nintendo Everything. Um, so that's fun. That's like... Like what? <laughs> like is he talking about like uh we're building a new engine or something? You know, like I can see that being like them building a foundation that's going to pay them later. Or are they right. saying that this is going to be like a bigger deal Bayonetta game, one that's going to like further cement Bayonetta in the the gaming world. You know, yep. um, which will later spawn you know obviously like a Bayonetta four and like that type of crap. Yeah. Um. And I don't know if all of this stuff, it sounds like from the full article, it sounds like just that first quote is specifically talking about Bayonetta 3, whereas the rest of it is a bit broader. And maybe yeah. could also be talking about Bayonetta 3, but maybe also is something else, you know, whether that's a new IP or yeah, the engine thing makes sense as well. That could be it. I'm also curious when it says, so Bayonetta 3 will involve a change in design process based on Platinum's experience creating the first two entries in the series. Yeah. I I'm curious what that means. Like, story like are you saying it's going to take longer or shorter? Yeah, <laughs> is my main question. <laughs> that is a good question. I I feel like we've I don't know if we've got to see something about it this year, but I feel like we've got to see something about it this year. I don't know. I don't know if we do. This year's already stacked, so like oh, we don't yeah. necessarily need it. And I think that for a while Nintendo just seeing it. I think for a while they did have it in their like earnings reports that uh, Bayonetta was coming out this year, and now it's TBD. Yeah. So. Oh, interesting. I that was I f felt like it was always TBD, but yeah, maybe not. So I don't know. Uh, I mean, and it could be. I've heard somebody speculate that it's just the setup of the game, where like it's Bayonetta one and two is set up in like chapters and verses and stuff like that. Whereas yeah. maybe now they've decided to change that or lean into it more or something along those lines. But um, Bayonetta is an episodic game now. Just <laughs> like Final Fantasy VII. Yep. Which I don't think they're doing that anymore. Hopefully not. I mean, I guess it depends on how they're doing it. If each one, like, I don't know. It it depends. What I think all that now is. what they want to do is like make sequels or whatever. Which okay. Is also kind of dumb. Yeah. But, 
Yeah. I mean, whatever. As long as it doesn't take a million years, whatever they do. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we're talking about. We're not going to be playing this game until 2037. Um, Bayonetta, I think, we'll get sooner than that, though. I think we'll get Bayonetta by the end of next year. I think so, too. I wouldn't be surprised if it turned out to be a earlier next year game. Mm-hmm. And then they've got something... I don't know, bigger for holiday and stuff. I mean, then again, they can have as many things holiday as they want because this year's summer through holiday is just so much. Their pacing is so weird. Yeah, hopefully that'll get better in the future. But I guess actually, no, it it makes a little bit of sense because if with the Switch Mini stuff, it's kind of like just a new launch for them. Yeah. Again, where it makes sense that they'd be waiting to put some of this stuff out after the switch mini, because then, yeah, you've got all this new audience that's going to pick up as many games as possible. And then new games, especially are going to sell better. So I don't know if they're, um, they're going to like go back and pick up Yoshi as quickly as they would pick up the new thing. So if they kind of backload it a little bit and also have the, you know, switch mini launch probably is going to be good. So it'll probably, I, I mean, it, it's going to be a great holiday. <laughs> But it is, it is very backloaded. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm just generally curious about this, and it's uh it talks about a new IP. None of the specific or the article talked about a new IP or whatever I think, but none of this specifically. Points and do you mean that. like an unannounced new IP? Because like Astro Chain, that's a new IP, and Nintendo yeah. seems very excited about Astro Chain because they're like promoting. Granted, yeah. like they're over promoting or not over promoting, but they're promoting stuff just generally a lot more than they usually would. Yeah. Like how many trailers have we gotten for Mario Maker 2 in the last, like, month? I don't um, feel like we usually get that many trailers all at once. No, like usually I agree. We'll get yeah. one trailer per direct, and they'll, like, yep. string it along for five months. Until, now, like, yeah. Yeah, now that they're tre- tweeting out release dates, we're just getting a whole bunch of stuff, shotgun mm-hmm. blast like really close to the release of the game. I do wonder if there was ever a direct planned for like April or for not, you know, pre E3. Cause at this point I just don't really see one happen besides a like pointed direct. I could see them doing something very specific, like a Mario maker direct. I, I don't think it would be Mario maker direct, but something else like that, like Mario Kart tour, you know, they could just be like, Hey, next Tuesday we'll have a Mario Kart tour thing. And we'll tell you all about Mario like Kart. Tour. Smash Brothers ones. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, I heard um, JC, who works at the Treehouse, and he's, like, in charge of uh, Smash Brothers. Like, mm-hmm. the messaging for Smash Brothers and the branding and all that stuff, all that stuff goes through him for Nintendo nice. of America. Um, and he basically was, like, he very specifically didn't want to put, like, Joker in a direct because he wanted it to be, like, a surprise sort of thing that nobody would have expected. Like, nobody would have expected them, which nobody did, to just be like, <laughs> hey, here's this, like, 15-minute long video telling you about Joker, you know, where it's, like, it's basically a direct, but it's not really branded as one, and it wasn't yep. teased. It was just dropped. I I hope that for the most part, whenever, like Isabel, for example, the way that they did her, where they announced Animal Crossing and Isabel's in Smash, yeah. I hope they do that for the most part for the rest of the DLC fighters, unless they already have a game. That, I'm just like, like, I'm scared to say anything about like what they've done. Oh I yeah. Like, I feel like they're listening to people being like, well, they did this before. And they're like, nah, we don't like them. We don't like them having our strategies oh, down like that. I'm not even saying what they will do, but like, I hope they do that only because it means then people were like excited because Isabel was in Smash, and they could be excited because Animal Crossing, but they didn't have to be disappointed one way or another. Like, yeah. what I want to avoid is 
stuff where it's like, it's oh, it's this new game. Oh, this thing's coming out. And then it's like, oh, they're just a character in Smash. Okay. Because right. right now it's less hype to have something in Smash compared to before it came out, where it was like, oh, everything in Smash is amazing. Um, so now you, know, you want to hear about new games. Yes, right, exactly. Which the same so, thing was the case for uh, that happened to me with Smash Four, and I talked about this yeah. a couple times. Yeah. And they announced it was Lena, and it was just like this tiered, like like mm-hmm. going downhill of excitement. Where I was like, "Oh shoot, is this a new like big budget Kirby game?" Uh-huh. I'm like, "Oh shoot, is this a Kirby Air Ride game?" Oh shoot, is Kirby and Mario Kart? Oh, it's just Smash Brothers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Kirby's in Smash Bros again. Yeah, yeah. I. And Rosalina got announced, but I was like, I don't care. You know, right. like this is the least exciting thing compared to anything that I just mentioned. Yep. So I do expect at E3 we'll get both. I mean, we're not talking E3 predictions yet. I am excited whenever we do that, which will be a, a little bit out still. But yeah, um, that will be like the week before E3, maybe the week before that. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. I'm ready. <laughs> uh, I'm just, yeah, it's, I'm excited about just this year um, and all that stuff. But cool stuff. I do think, I mean, so specifically just to f- round this out, they did say without speaking directly to the number of titles we may or may not announce, I can say it's going to be a year for some new approaches, challenges, method, blah, 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 blah. The, I don't, it would be dumb for them to say without speaking directly to the number of titles we may or may not announce. <laughs> Without that meaning, there's we're going to announce a title More. at least. Because yeah. I feel like even earlier in the year, they did say something about like we've got two titles or something like that to announce this year. One of yeah. which I think was it was before Astral Chains. I'm pretty sure. So I think one was Astral Chains, mm-hmm. which means there's still one left. Which maybe scale bound. Beautiful <laughs> Joe's successor confirmed. I mean, people be happy. Maybe a little less sure. happy than scale bound, but you know, still happy. Would they, um, be, would they be less happy? I don't know. Who's to say about it? I think the popularity of scale bound got extremely over exaggerated once they canceled it. But you but, know what? I think that still probably counts for something where like people maybe didn't care about it too much. Like they cared about it a good bit and it was like cool and stuff. But then when it got canceled, it was like, now we really care about it. And yeah, but if it, if it being over. canceled is the reason why they cared, will they stop caring now that it's not canceled? <laughs> like, will it like go full circle and then being like, Oh, well now that it's not this like forbidden fruit, like right. yeah. whatever, dude, like I can, Oh, I can have this game now. I don't care about it anymore. I can speak to only my friend Mitch. And I know he was really <laughs> excited about it before. And after it was canceled, I was interested. I was like, this game looks cool. But I feel like for the most part, whenever I brought it up to literally anybody, they're like, oh, that game, like Microsoft is stupid. Well, like, why is he wearing headphones? And then they canceled it. And then like everybody you were talking about yourself wearing headphones just now. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) but no, you're right. The character was wearing headphones. I don't know. Do you remember he was wearing headphones? Nobody cares about the game. Don't bring it back. (laughs) Uh, yeah so but speaking of things that were on microsoft and uh well it wasn't ever on microsoft whatever microsoft <laughs> games blah 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 switch and whatnot um forza street is a is a game that i, don't I did i didn't even know that existed i did not either um apparently so it was called oh i didn't write it down it was called something else like something generic like road <laughs> streets or so, it wasn't road streets but it was something you know like oh, racing i didn't have like a forza name not at first. And then they, I don't know if then Microsoft bought it or they already had it, but it wasn't called that. But and whatever, at some like, point. Let's call it Forza. People care yes. about Forza. 
If that's not sarcastic, people care about Forza. <laughs> so, but now it's a uh, yeah. People found in the source code in any case. It's I, so it was an iOS free to play game or like a, a mobile game, and I think it's coming to some other stuff like PC maybe or something I'm or maybe it was already on PC. Yeah, definitely app do that. I'll keep PC. saying some words while you do that. It's on the App Store. Um, but then, but yeah, it's a free free to play game, and somebody found in the code for it a bunch of places where it was like Nintendo Switch, Nintendo Switch. Everyone knows Nintendo Switch. Um, and so now uh, it looks like it's coming to Nintendo Switch at some point. Which uh, this is the first thing that pops up. Hold on, wait. Let me see if this is if, if uh, second screen experience. <laughs> focusing. Oh, uh, I think Asphalt Street. Might maybe, have been it. Maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe they're buying out as fault. Who knows? I here I can just go to this um link and find out more things anyway. Uh, okay, so it's currently out on Windows 10, coming soon to mobile. Uh-huh. And um that stuff. Uh so it's saying some stuff. Do 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 do. I don't know. It doesn't say what it was originally called. It doesn't really matter. Uh, <laughs> I'm just curious. But in any case, uh, in and of itself, this isn't like a huge thing, but seems to I mean, kind of continue that rhetoric. Yeah. Of- it would be like a, a kind of big deal on two different fronts where it's like another Microsoft game. And then also like there's not really many racers like that on Switch. There's like yeah. maybe there's uh, wait, what is that game called? It's like grid or some crap like that, that one's not even out yet i don't think grid isn't grid yeah. autosport um but then there's the other one that did have there was a there were it's two like of, one that's like a mobile game yes um ooh. racers racer deluxe racing tin racing game <laughs> sounds legit <sighs> and there was supposed to be like project cars that was supposed to be on wii u Yep, and then that got canned, and I think they said they're bringing it to Switch. And Gear Club that Unlimited, was- that's the one that I was that's thinking of. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Gear Club Unlimited, uh, V Rally Four, um, which is a thing, but not the kind of that same. I don't know, whatever. Uh, Xenon. Ra- <laughs> My mom bought me Gear Rally, I think three on the GameCube. Um, which that's been a long time between games. In any case, if that's the case, um, but she, yeah, she bought me Gear. Review Rally 3 on GameCube back in, you know, 2005 or something like that. And I did not care. I was like, Mom, I love you and you're wonderful. But I played it like 20 minutes. I was like, I suck at this. This is so bad because I'd been playing Mario Kart and I really enjoyed that. So that's probably where she figured, you know, like, oh, another game kind of like this. She likes Um, games where you drive things. Yeah, but this was like, you know, more of an actual, like, more of a sim type game. Comparatively, and I was like, oh, I'm so proud of it. <laughs> yes, like the Forza. So, yeah, there's not a lot of sim racers on there, but um, interesting in any case that not interesting. I mean, it's it seems to just be pushing that rhetoric. Um, so we'll see if more or Microsoft stuff comes over to uh, to switch in the future based off of this. And there you go. There's that. There it is. There is that. And there is the end of our news for this week. Um, we talked about it a lot more than I thought we would, to be honest. So cool. Yeah, we you talked know. about a lot of news, man. Yeah, like, oh, I don't think there's enough news, and I was sitting there like, I don't know what you're talking about. I was gonna make sure. I was gonna make sure 
when I looked at before I looked at the doc, uh-huh. I was like, you better have this and uh-huh. this and also this. And then you were like, I don't know about news. And I was like, well, here's all the things that I was going <laughs> to tell you about if it wasn't there. <laughs> I mean, and all these things, like I knew these things were happening, but like there's not really much switch specific news. Yeah, but like who cares? You know? I care. Logan made a video. Logan made a video about Sonic, the Sonic movie, and it flopped. So you know what? Who cares? You know, we're just throwing it all at the wall at this point. And the people that want to listen, be cool. You know yeah. what I mean? Listen, you know what I mean, and watch. Your yes, that's that's true. Happy birthday, everybody! Um, happy speaking birthday. of happy, b- <laughs> I I worked at Burger King for a while, and uh, for. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Here we go. Um, I would I, sometimes I'll just like if hand if I'm handing somebody something, I'll be like Merry Christmas. And, that, <laughs> that. Um, and so I would sometimes do that at Burger King too. When I was working through the drive-through window, I'd just like hand somebody their burgers and be like Merry Christmas. If I could tell that they were you know fun and silly people, that they like were I am. Yeah, exactly. And most of the time, people were like, "Oh, that's great, blah blah whatever. <laughs> And a lot of times around Christmas season, I would completely forget that it was Christmas and just keep doing that. And they'd be like, and Merry Christmas to you. And I'm like, oh, oh okay. You, <laughs> you're supposed to change it. You're supposed to be yeah. happy birthday at that happy point. Bir- uh, so, yeah, uh, all that. That's the end of the news. But now we're moving into videos and things that we had this week uh, on our videos. If you leave comments, we will talk about some of the good ones in this podcast. So make sure to leave all the comments you ever want to and can, and we will talk about them. Starting you know with what, in the comments, tell me what your favorite fruit is and why it's orange. Tell me that, you know, carrot. If it's not, no, why it's a orange specifically. <laughs> if it's not an orange, I want to mm-hmm. hear it. All right, cool. So sounds if, good to me. If nobody comments orange. Then I'm just going to assume that everybody's dumb. <laughs> that's the only only possibility it's either you comment orange because you know that that's Mm -hmm. the best fruit objectively Mm -hmm. uh or you don't and you're dumb i uh just to throw some controversy in there (laughs) team raspberries no for the win let's see what's up no yep absolutely team raspberries they're a whack they're so bad that they had to make up a fake version of raspberries. Blue what raspberry. Show me one blue raspberry right now. Yeah, no, it's it doesn't. Honestly, them. I think the only reason there's blue raspberry like candy and stuff is because there's too many red colored candy things. So they were just like, uh, we'll just switch the color. Also, because raspberries are whack. <laughs> whack. Uh, also, also, oh, random fact, since that's what we do on the show. That's what we had, do on the show. She had raspberries in her backyard, and it was neat. Uh, we had they, raspberries they, in my backyard for, like, just we moved around a lot when I was a kid. And, yeah, we had a raspberry bush at one of the houses we were at for a couple of years. And it was great. I just go out yeah. there, pick some sometimes raspberries. nature, you know, sometimes nature. Sometimes nature. That was the house where, where I lived when I learned about Pokemon. So it's a good house. So that's why you like yeah. raspberries, because raspberries are in Pokemon. Pokemon doesn't have oranges, I don't think. Oh, you're right. But also, like, bananas are a berry in that, so Pokemon. Yeah. I think there's some logic somewhere that even shows that bananas are supposed to be berries, but they're, I, I don't know. know that, no. I know. I mean, it's like the whole what's fruits and what's vegetables conversation. There's yeah. so many things. Like, everything, fruit. everything's a fruit. And vegetables. Like, bell peppers, are... I think. I think all peppers, technically speaking, would be fruits. Yeah. But, like. 
I think most things are fruits. Like most things <laughs> that you think of as a vegetable, like tomato, like tomato is like the classic one of like, if you're yep. a kid and you think you're smart, um, you tell everybody that it, tomato, tomatoes are actually fruits. You know, like that's the first. I was I'm totally that kid. kid. Um, <laughs> that was but like the top level, like the galaxy brain, I'm a smart kid thing is just to know that most things are actually fruits and vegetable is just a fake word. The universe like, brain kid thing is to know that Santa Claus isn't real. And <laughs> How dare you? You just shattered Grimhane's reality. Sorry, Grim. Oh, and let's shatter our realities with these comments. Uh, AJ, your video was on what games are best handheld, portable, or <laughs> handheld, docked, and both, and yep. was very fun and good. And so yep. you asked people to say what their favorites were in those. So here's a bunch of those answers, yep. and then some longer things as well. But so yep. starting out with some of these more straightforward ones, we got Dark Type, best docked game, Super Mario Odyssey. Best handheld game, Pokemon Let's Go. Best all-around game, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. I'm down with that. Yeah. These are all games that I like a lot. The Pokemon Let's Go one is funny, too, because Arguably I feel like... Top three. Depend, yeah. I, honestly, I put a list in there as well, just because, you know, that's what's up. And it was pretty much just like, mm, here's just my three favorite games. <laughs> but <laughs> like, I mean, that's basically what this video was. It started out as a thing of me being like, here's some of the just games that I like a lot right now. You know, that's like, <laughs> yeah. we, that's what you're supposed to do as a, as a video game YouTuber and just like, you know, like tech kind of uh, yep. YouTuber of being like, here's just what I play. And maybe you like some of that, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So it started as that. And I was like, let me like break this down further. <laughs> Cause it goes, there's levels to like how I want to play certain things. Yep. And like, sometimes it bleeds through and like, like right now I'm playing Breath of the Wild, just handheld, I'm not docking mm -hmm. it. I'm probably doing all that. Um, I, man, I played that one primarily handheld because like that was. That's where it was new and fresh. Yeah. And, and also like. That you could always do. <laughs> Because I'd go to bed and be like, oh, I'm just going to play for another couple minutes yeah, starting true. at 10 p.m. And then like 1 a.m. I'm like, goodness, I got to go to sleep because I got to get up at, for work in the morning. And then I'd get to work and I worked in support at the time. And it was like, uh, you know, if it was a pretty chill day and there weren't a lot of emails or calls coming in. And my boss was also playing Breath of the Wild at the time and where I sat, like no one could really see me. So I'd just be sitting there playing some Breath of the Wild, waiting for calls to come in. <laughs> yeah, when I first played it. I was in the, I was in like this limbo thing where I was like in between being done at school and like I couldn't record on YouTube because like all my stuff was in transition and stuff like that. So I just couldn't make videos. So I was just like, oh, I'm just going to play this game. <laughs> you know, like that's yep. what I'm going to do with my time. Um, so but now it's a little different than that. And yeah. I don't have time to do that all the time. Nope. So I'm just playing handheld. When I can. Indeed. The Pokemon Let's Go one on Dark Types list is interesting just because I feel like that one, depending on how you play, like some people are probably like, no, I play that docked all the way. And then other people handheld all the way. Yeah, so. I was pretty much mostly docked with Pokemon. Um, yeah. The only time that I played that handheld is grinding stuff. Like mm, I was trying yeah. to like max out levels and stuff and grind chanties. Yep. I was like, all right, well, I'm playing this handheld. <laughs> Yep. Uh, Chris Reagan says, best docked Xenoblade Chronicles 2, best handheld Dead Cells, and both Smash. I, I still got to yep. play Dead Cells. It's yeah, me one, too. It's another one of those games that slipped through the cracks. Yep. I need to play that too. The Xenoblade Chronicles 1 is a very good call because it, like, it looked 
technically speaking, it looked well, technically speaking, it didn't look fine in handheld, mm-hmm. but like just on a if realistically, like, yeah, speaking in practice where you're not like analyzing every pixel when you're just playing a video game. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> um, like I play the little bit and little bit by 16 hours, um, right. the 16 hours I play the game was mostly handheld. And I, it wasn't like game breaking for me. It's not why I stopped playing. It. I just other stuff happened. Yeah, I think I was still playing Odyssey, and I was like, oh, I'd rather play this than that. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So, good list over there, good sir. Uh, moving on, Decoder, best docked LA Noir, best handheld Mario Kart Eight, and best all around uh, Mortal Kombat Eleven. Interesting. This is the most different list. Yeah that I did not expect. Like, <laughs> L.A. Noir came from left field. I was like, oh, snap. Yep. Did not expect to see that one. <laughs> I don't know um, who actually ended up buying that. I mean, obviously, people bought the game. Yeah. Like, it was I mean, on, it know. sounds like Take-Two was happy with it. So, yeah, the performance of it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's cool. And, like, yep. I was going to play it, but I, like, talked about it with Bob. And I was like, yeah, I kind of want to play this game. He's like, no, I played it. It's not good. I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> Yeah. Guess not. I guess I'm not playing that. <laughs> guess not. Uh, next up, Moataz Siada. Yeah. It says best docked Splatoon 2 and Donkey Kong. Obviously, they, uh, they mean Breaking Donkey the rules. Kong. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, this is a Donkey Kong arcade game. Um, oh, my God. So we all know. Uh, best handheld Hollow Knight and Celeste. And best all around Zelda Breath of the Wild. Still never played Hollow Knight. Never did it. Yep. It's Still so good. Um, David James says best doc Xenoblade 2, best handheld Mario Odyssey, and best both Smash and Zelda. Breaking the rules again, but you know, whatever. That's what's up. Breaking the rules. Breaking yep. The rules. Um, but agreed. Those are very good choices. All right, moving into some more kind of regular comments. Deceptijohn says, I also love the Phoenix Wright games as a portable. I mean, yes, they started on DS and stuff, but it's really nice playing the game. Uh, that game on a better looking screen with updated graphics while on the go. I also just started playing Grim Fandango, picked it up for $1 on sale, and found out that game can be played entirely using touch controls. I think that may be the, on- the only one on Switch as far as I know, which I don't think is the case. But kind of depends on as far as... Uh, so I think, unless I'm misunderstanding Deceptor John, I think you're saying you think that might be the only game that you can play fully in touch controls on the switch depends on what genre but um there's a bunch of games that you can play just touch controls but yeah. a lot of them are like rhythm games and uh, like pokemon quest you can play that way and some other ones like that um right so there you go yeah also like it makes me mad that the touch screen doesn't work in smash brothers ultimate that's yeah. very stupid and it yeah. was the same way in smash 4 where i was like wh- why though like why like it's such a weird oversight where it's like, yep. and the, the UI even looks like it should be touch controlled because it's like it these huge icons and stuff like it's get together, <laughs> you know. Like Sakurai is good in a lot of ways, yeah. But his UI, or at least his uh, the, his wife, I think, does the UX and UI for the Smash Brothers games. Yep. To what I somebody, understand, at least, yeah. you get, somebody got to have a sit down with her <laughs> and discuss that touch screens exist and we got to use them. Yep. Agreed. Yeah, it's honestly like it's one of those things where in a lot of Nintendo first party games, they want to like use all their features and all that kind of stuff. So that's interesting that that's, you know, because they'll do HD rumble and, you know, all this stuff. Motion control. Mario Kart uses it. Yeah. 
Oh, like use the touch controls in the menus and yes. stuff? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So it's weird, yeah, that they don't just don't bother. Like, that's not the one of the things that they're like, this is also a feature that we need to, you know, go ahead and promote. And say. It's honestly, po uh, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee is another one that's like, that's kind of weird that yeah. you can't use it at all on that, especially since it's based around the Pokemon Go stuff. But also whatever. because the last couple generations, you could use touch controls in the menus and stuff. Yep. I guess you can use it in, in uh, like playing with Pikachu or whatever. Yeah, that's true. But that's like, all right, that's, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. In any case, that's the thing. Uh, Squantle says, I obviously can't praise Mario and Zelda enough, but one game I think is sometimes overlooked because of it being a port is Captain Toad. I got it on launch and it became one of those games. Actually, is that one? Can you play touch control with that one? I think so. Yes. There you go. That answers your question. Deceptor John. Um, but yeah, Squandle says, I got it at launch, and it became one of those games I wouldn't put down until I 100%ed it. I'm ashamed to admit that the final Mummy Me stage in the bonus chapter became too much for me, so I still haven't finished it at all. Also, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze has shot its way to my favorite 2D platformer of all time, and I'm trying to work towards 200% without breaking my controller. That's wild. <laughs> I also like Captain Toad a lot. And that was like one of those games that I had a Wii U and I played mm -hmm. my Wii U, but I didn't play that game on Wii U. Yep. So when Nintendo was releasing that and they were like, hey, you want to play this game? I'm like, yes, I want to play this game. <laughs> um, and Captain Toad's fun. I like it mm -hmm. a lot. I need to finish it. I need to do the DLC. I need to do all that stuff. But who knows? Too many games. You know what I mean? Yep. Too many games. I also Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze this is a phenomenal game. You should all play it and tell Bob he's stupid. <laughs> Does he not like it? No, he doesn't like it because he's terrible at it. He sucks. And he's like... Mm. It's definitely a different kind of... Like, the whole... Just as a platformer, it's the, like the opposite of Celeste or whatever, where in Celeste, you pretty much... Uh, I guess you can't... I'm trying to remember. Does running impact your movement? Or maybe, like, a little bit of running. It's kind of binary, where, like, if you run, you'll jump a little bit further. Mm -hmm. But there's not the momentum kind of stuff yeah. that... Tropical Freeze has or Donkey Kong has. You, you're like, an ape, you know? Yeah. You control, like, you're just giant ape. Yep. And, and, like, your weight is a factor in that. So, right. like, as you move, like, it carries you and stuff. And, like, it's hard to get a handle on for sure, but it's fun and it's good. It's fun <laughs> and it's designed well and retro made it and you're stupid if you don't like it. Yeah. Bob, Come on. Dumb. You stupid idiot. Very dumb. Yeah. Um, speaking of big dumb, this person is not <laughs> Andrew Wayland. Waylant? Willant. There you go. You're not dumb, Andrew. That was the whole point. We love you and we care about you. Uh, I says, I sure hope Mario Kart 8 Deluxe isn't the peak of Mario Kart. It has gone downhill with every new game. The unrealistic physics, ridiculously short courses, gimmicks upon gimmicks, and lack of any real skill required, even on 200cc, make this not fun. I would like it more if they removed all the unnecessary distractions by taking away any object that the player does not interact with, including stuff in the background. Um, I think that your initial intro to this comment was more accurate. He is dumb. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but, um, like, that makes it sound like you just don't like Mario Kart because Mario Kart has never had realistic physics, you know? Yeah. Like, that's never been the point, ever. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I agree. <laughs> and especially, like, okay, so I would like it more if they removed all the unnecessary distractions by taking away any object that the player does not interact with, including stuff in the background. Like, also, like, 
that's the point. <laughs> but like the cool backgrounds are like it's how, a lot of it. Otherwise, you, it's just. Would I you guess want, like you do you just want the skybox to be a black screen? You know, like I mean, my only guess is yeah. I mean, pretty much that it's just like a race course, like a shape, like a you know. Um, Formula One kind of like kind of a deal. Do you want Which, to make noise? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I yeah. I I think I'd probably just generally agree with what AJ saying. Andrew, it sounds like maybe Mario Kart isn't quite. Maybe you've been talking to Bob for too long. You know <laughs> Does he not like Mario Kart? No, I just mean that Bob's a dumb, and uh, sometimes, okay. sometimes it rubs off. It's not, yeah. Just rub- <laughs> So interesting. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think that's, it's kind of, you know, that's what cart racers are as opposed to just regular racers or whatever. We're like, obviously there's skill involved. That's definitely a thing, but, um, why don't you get, uh, whatever that game is that Parker was talking about and trade it with him for Mario Kart. (laughs) Yeah. V rally three. Go for it. Maybe a lot of fun. I mean, and especially, you know, if you're talking about it with skill and stuff like that, the, Super Mario Kart had um and Mario honestly a lot of I them would have had Mario Kart stuff. Mario Kart 8 is probably the most skill based one. Not it definitely yeah. is. It 100% is cuz all the other games ha- actually have like even more wonky physics. Yeah. Like if you look at like just look at some double dash gameplay and you I was playing double dash the other day and like whoo the turning in that makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> It's funny. I oh man, I had a friend in high school that uh, I, I was quite good at double dash and he was saying like he I was having a birthday party coming up. It was like my 15th birthday party or something. 16. I don't know. It doesn't matter. And I was like, we're going to play Mario Kart. It's going to be great. And he said, all right, just watch out because I am the king of Mario Kart. I was like, OK, whatever. Everybody says that. Everybody and says that. He had been like playing Mario Kart Wii a lot and like really was into it and was i think mostly driving with motorcycles and stuff to where he could do wheelies and their physics are like very like i don't know a certain you know they don't they don't drift like that they drift like you know just left right so needless to say he came over and he did so bad (laughs) (laughs) like just kept falling off which i understand i was i i was wrong i wasn't playing mario kart double dash recently i was playing mario kart wii but i was playing it with um it was at my friend's house and they were playing it with their kids and they didn't have a nunchuck so i was just using the wheel and like i stuck with the wii motion wheel i'm using motion controls yeah tilt control that's what they control that's one controls (laughs) so yeah that was a that was a thing but yeah those are those are all the comments i interesting on that but in any case Andrew, regardless of whether you like Mario Kart 8 or not, it is a great handheld and docked game, in my personal opinion. Yes, it's true. A great job of doing that. So, yeah, that was everything that we picked out for your video, but then we got stuff from my video this week, which was on Super Mario Maker 2. True. And, and, and Bob uh, was in it. He was in it. <laughs> he sure was. You he called me can't. a rookie. And I am very offended. Just but can't get rid of him. He just always pops up. You yep. say Mario Maker and he appears. What if he did? What if he That's was just what if he was just here? <laughs> uh, yep. Good old Bob. Uh, but yeah. I did I appreciated him joining. It was fun. And uh I, I don't actually know the comments that he gave, I don't know if they were things I because I had written out a script and there was a part right towards the ends 
that just I think happens to be pretty much the exact same things that he said, or he kind of paraphrased some of that stuff. But I think it wasn't, which is just ironic that I was like, oh, I can just take this whole bit out now and because he's <laughs> talking about that stuff. So there you go. Um, but yeah, so I asked some questions, specifically the title for the context of this stuff. I'm sure everybody who's watching this has also watched that video, I guess. I don't know. But the title of it was, Will Mario Maker 2 Replace 2D Marios? Um, so we've got some people commenting on that and other people on other stuff. So Patrick Jackal, what's up, Patrick, said, I missed out on the first Mario Maker, but very excited for the second one. I feel like we, random people on the internet, not including myself, probably can create better levels than Nintendo. However, new 2D Mario games bring new mechanics and make a lot of money, so Nintendo will never stop making them. Um, that was also something I mentioned and asked about in the video is... A lot of times I think we feel like we make better levels than Nintendo does. And is that accurate or is that not? I think it's very inaccurate for the most I, part. I think yes. there's some people that make really good levels. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the small amount of people that make those type of levels are the type of people that will be hired <laughs> as game designers. But yep. um, for the most part, I would say Nintendo makes more solid, well-designed levels. People just mm -hmm. make levels that are harder or like... Are, they're able to be more creative in certain ways that just wouldn't work well in a like a, a product that's packaged and sold to people you yep. know i mean it was like uh, you know a thing i mentioned in there too was similar to um the lost levels is like you could say those are better levels theoretically i guess than mario make or, i mean super mario bros or, you know the original one mm -hmm. but they were a lot harder and they had like more interesting, unique gimmicks and all that stuff. But at the same time, it's like, that wasn't a great game for like mass marketing appeal yeah. kind of, you know, like that just wasn't the best game for everyone, but it was a great game for a subset of people. And so similarly, like I've been watching just some Mario ROM hacks that people are playing through and they're like very well designed, really well thought through and have some puzzles and stuff in them. But it's something where like the small subset of people that really are good at that Kaizo stuff, love it. And then pretty much anybody else is like, I'm not giving this two cents of my time because, <laughs> you know, so I think, I think there's, um, it, it also in the same way that in Mario maker, there's a lot of like kind of gimmick levels that are really cool where it's like more like some of those smash stages that we'll see where it's like, uh, I don't know what some of the ones we saw more recently was, but like something in like certain objects and stuff like yeah. this is a GameCube that this yeah is a, that kind of stuff it's like oh that's really that's really cool that you did that but you know in a game that's released to the wider public that would just take up space that could have been yeah. used by something people would actually be if probably Nintendo did a Mario World full of auto scroll levels people would be upset <laughs> yeah <laughs> whereas doing a one off one is like oh that's fun to do the one time like cool that was really neat so. I'm, I mean, I think there's a lot of talent out there for sure, but um, but again, like, you know, Nintendo could make levels that are way harder, way more, like, specific things that you have to do, but I think that's just not really their MO. Like, they're trying to appeal to kids as well, and, yeah. you know, a lot of that stuff. But I think you're right, Patrick, also, that uh, new 2D Marios will bring new mechanics and will make a lot more money, so Nintendo will keep making them. Agreed. Right. I think that 
for the most part, and I hope that this isn't what happens, but for the most part, Mario kind of became Madden, where it's mm. like, here's another new Super Mario Bros. game, and it's different in this way and this way. But for the most part, it's the same game. Yeah. You know? Um, and hopefully it changed that because Mario games for a long time were vastly different to the yeah. point where even like Mario 3 and Mario World, like there's still to this day a debate of like this one's better blah, blah. but nobody's like madden 19's better than madden 18 you know like nobody's doing that uh-huh yeah right exactly it's just like oh it's the most recent one that you want to play whereas i mean nintendo's thing too is just having uh evergreen titles and things that'll always keep selling so if everything's so similar like you know madden 17 isn't an evergreen title it's done like right. no one's buying that anymore unless they just want to spend three dollars on something <laughs> so i agree uh Grimane says there's really no reason to exclude multiplayer from this game in both modes creator and player lag plays a part in every online game and while mario hasn't been about online co-op before there's no reason to exclude it now after all before the first fighting game offered it in uh, offered it in Oh, offered it no fighting game had online play or to put it simply things aren't things until they're things as for level sorting three categories would cover it one single player only two multiplayer only three single player or multiplayer within these categories within these categories have subcategories like puzzle platform speed mystery pick a door whatever goes here etc etc um would lag cause issue sure but it wouldn't for everyone and people could still enjoy 95 percent of the game if lag was an issue for them however i don't think it'd be a major one have players download the levels to play multiplayer that way the only data being transferred is location and general player information this is still fairly small and should transfer quickly even on bad internet i think coexistence between super mario maker 2 and 2d mario games is a no-brainer let the new games bring new ideas to super mario maker 2 and vice versa when it applies just because the majority of people aren't as innovative as Nintendo doesn't mean everyone making levels won't be able to think of something Mar Nintendo hasn't. Mario, in general, is too big of a cash cow for Nintendo to give up entirely on 2D just because we have Super Mario Maker 2, even if they only sell DLC packs containing new models and such from other Mario games. Yes, yeah. I agree with everything that Grimhane just said. Yep, um, I agree. I I do think that they're like hesitant to do the Mario online co-op thing, and I don't really think that they're thinking about lag. I just think that they're they're just hesitant in general to yeah. implement online into franchises that aren't historically known for it, unless I it mean, like, just makes that much sense. You know, like right. Mario Kart is like a no-brainer. Smash Brothers is a no-brainer, but mm -hmm. like a platformer. Given the fact that it isn't this thing that is like when you think of platformers everywhere else you're like oh well of course that's online whereas yeah. that's how it is with racing games and fighting games yep. now where it's like mm -hmm. well of course it's online so they feel like they have to do that um but mm -hmm. they, i don't feel like they're pressured in that same way to do uh multiplayer online platformers i want them to because then i yep. can play with bob and <laughs> people can realize that bob's not that good he's just <laughs> not terrible <laughs> i mean it's like uh yeah like super mario party the fact that that wasn't online is like, are you serious? Like there was no real reason, like any of the reasons that we come up with, they could have 
overcome it's, with i think the the prevailing reason that everybody like in the comments and videos mm-hmm. that i've talked to, and like our yeah. mario party like whenever we do a mario party video that's pretty well you know like, yeah. the last one uh that did really good was like thirty thousand or something like that mm-hmm. um and everybody whenever we bring up the fact that it's multiplayer or that we're going to be online multiplayer like it's too long i'm like okay yeah. but like madden exists you know like right. people are playing full four quarter football games online yeah. and they have no problem with that you know yeah i mean the thing is like, Civ six with yeah. like no fast forwarding and stuff like that. Like people have patience. Yeah, and there's no reason, honestly. Like most of the time, in in some kinds of games, people don't even necessarily care about finishing the game so much as just having the experience. I mean, I think they do in some regards, but like, I I could definitely see situations where people would just be like, I'm you know like you know play super mario party and then we just play it for a little bit and be like oh, i'm done playing super mario party and he either make it to where you can save it there or like make it to where you can save it there and then but otherwise i probably a lot of people just be like eh, whatever i don't really care it was just you know fun to play it a little bit together and that kind of stuff so like it's it's dumb that they don't have it but in so any case you can I, always limit turns just like you can in the regular game yeah like you can right exactly and make it like if somebody you know, make it so that somebody could bow out and let a CPU take their place yeah. or something like that. And like, then, you know, whatever you can keep playing it. You may not want to, but then the issues of it being online and taking too long or whatever is just dependent on if other people want to stick around or not. Right. <laughs> so yeah, it's, I think the main point is to agree with you that like the only reason they wouldn't do this stuff is probably more because they have it and don't really see it as having to coincide just based on you know what it is right so that stuff um but yeah all that stuff that you said grim um i agree (laughs) uh i mean and a lot of that is yeah i i do think like this should hopefully push i i don't think we will see another super mario brother or 2d mario game come out that's in the new super mario bros style like a standalone game in that style i, I think hope it's not <laughs> i think it's going to be something different if it is and they realize that um the fact that they included 3d world into super mario maker 2 points to that even more for me that they're like yeah we need like new stuff and you know keep changing it up or whatever so we'll see what happens there but um it would be cool we'll see so moving along um Daybreak Zero says, as if the, oh, this was based on the thumbnail, as if the Luigi just gave you the look reference in the preview image wasn't already convincing, because, and he's saying it was, based on what those who held out in the depths of the Wii U hell managed to do with the first edition, I myself would not be surprised if this would be set in that direction as a result, whether indirectly or not. Uh Yeah. And I killed that thumbnail, dude. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> it was we, talked about, we talked about your thumbnail and I, mm-hmm. idea. And I mean, I do this sometimes. Like, a lot of times I'll ask, like, Logan and you for thumbnail ideas, and I just try to stick to that. But then uh-huh. other times I have this realization where I'm like, wait. <laughs> we're stupid and i have way better ideas <laughs> and i was like i'm gonna do this and it just worked you know yep i mean i think too it's one of those things where like the initial title that i was thinking made sense with the thumbnail that i was yeah. thinking but then as soon as we changed the title the thumbnail was like eh, kind of works but then i think the one that you made worked a lot better so yeah man. it was good <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, to the main point. So based on what those who held out in the depths that we managed to do with the first edition, I wouldn't be surprised if this would be set in that direction as whether intentionally or not. So, yeah. and I think probably in, in two senses, both in the sense of just like the sales in general that like it, you know, the fact that the people that bought it like loved it so much now it's going to do that much better because it's on an actual right. good performing console but then yeah. also with the i don't know if he was talking at all about like streamers and that kind of stuff and how that's a huge yeah. deal but that's, that's a huge deal <laughs> and is it going to like echo mario kart 8 in the sense that like on wii u it's all 8 million copies right and now it's at like what 16 17 16.69 million something like that yeah, yeah. that's insane so more than doubled it is that going to happen with mario maker now or even more because of the the whole thing of like the zeitgeist of streamers and blah blah, blah. and it is right. this thing of like my favorite strip the broths from game grumps just made mm-hmm. a level i want to play that so i'm gonna yeah. buy this game you know like, i honestly like, yes. doesn't really have that right yeah exactly and honestly mario kart 2 i i really wish i would have played mario kart 8 deluxe a lot more if it hadn't unlocked everything from the get-go like because we've talked about how like i just don't play multiplayer stuff all that much i love unlocking things don't even see (laughs) that idea don't even so but if i wish they'd given you the option and like maybe not every maybe for some people that would have been like dumb like well if i'm given the option if i want everything already unlocked or if i want to unlock stuff like obviously just press unlock everything but no like i def i would have checked nope i want to unlock stuff myself and then just started to unlock it. Like, I leave the same rules in. If the next Mario Kart game makes me a lot of stuff because you <laughs> said this and somehow Reggie hears <laughs> it. Reggie, Reggie, do Reggie, goes, Reggie goes to Nintendo and he's like, hey, I know I don't work here anymore. But, but Parker, Parker had a great idea. Parker had a good idea. And you should implement it. You just said it was good, AJ. Come on. No, I'm speaking yep. to Reggie yep. in this theoretical situation. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. of him being like, "Hey, I like this idea. This Parker guy has it. I don't follow because he's not cool enough." Um, d- did I mention that I'm cool enough? Uh, this is me. <laughs> is that his Reggie or AJ? No, this is me. This is AJ. Uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, if he does that, uh, we're gonna uh, have problems. Yeah, I miss you. I like unlocking things. I put a ton of time into I Mario Kart. I don't. I mean, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with unlocking things, but like to the point where you artificially like borrow off things just to unlock them is yeah. like. I I mean, yeah, I know what you mean. I think honestly, what I I didn't really I don't care about the the things that if they had flipped around what you did and didn't unlock in Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. Like the unlocking new cars and like those kinds of things. I, I like unlocking new cars, but based on the coins, like I just don't really care about collecting a bunch of coins. Cause I mean, really it's incentivizing playing more, which I yeah. get that. But if I'm, uh, but the other stuff is incentivizing challenges, like specific, you know, you need to um, like, at least in Mario Kart, we, uh, it was like beat, you know, th- 16 time trials on expert or whatever so like i practiced a lot of those time trials and like i beat them on expert and then if you beat 32 time trials on or whatever it is you know then you unlock this other thing yeah but the problem with that i feel like especially in the age of netflix uh, right and stuff like that the, the age of curation just in general mm-hmm. um you're funneling people into playing the game the way that you want them to play it. yeah yeah but then um, i guess how does that contract how do you feel about that in the context of like super smash brothers then i would dislike that very much 
if the only way that like they're they're saying like oh you can only unlock this if you beat world of light you know Whereas right they, yeah. they have six different options for how to unlock everything for that very yeah. reason and even that is still forcing you to play a certain yeah. way because you can't just play like online or whatever right and unlock players throughout the entire time so, so i guess like, it, it punishes you question. for not playing a game that they, the way that they want you to right yeah exactly so do you feel like smash as it is right now, it does a good job of no, unlocking. Smash Bros. does a terrible job, and they need to just make the characters available from the get-go. And then mm-hmm. if they want to, like, gatekeep things for you to unlock, that's where the museum, like, the 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 history side of mm-hmm. Smash Brothers comes in, where it's like, huh. unlock this trophy so you can learn about this game and, like, stuff like that. But the characters is kind of like, it, it's like have it's like buying a car and then having people win a race to earn the parts to their car with a different <laughs> car you yeah. know where it's like i could for for all they know i bought smash brothers just to play as inkling yeah right. so they're making me play as mario or samus mm-hmm. or whoever to unlock the person that i bought the game for when mm-hmm. i had no intent to play as that character ever you know yep. and it's like i i just think that that's like an unnecessary way to like handle the mm-hmm. game, where they could just give you the thing that you wanted from the, yeah. from the jump. Even if yeah. it was like a thing of like a starter Pokemon sort of situation, I think that would even be better. If they mm-hmm. were like, Hey, uh, you get to pick one character, right? Pick the one that you want to unlock or even pick your first eight or whatever the case uh-huh. may be. But like forcing somebody to have this experience that you want them to have and play the game in this way for this mm-hmm. long is just like, I like, yeah, I like the the thing you just mentioned about like picking your first couple or whatever. Because for me, it's again part of it is that I don't play, I just don't play multiplayer or online or whatever, just based on the way they play. So like honestly, if if Smash happened, like World of Light wasn't great, it was fine or whatever. But if it didn't have World of Light and character unlocks weren't un- like if everything was unlocked from the beginning, mostly I would just have it on my switch just hanging out for whenever i'd have multiplayer like local co-op party stuff which isn't bad i mean that's great you know like that's part of what it's for and that's what i used it for all throughout college with brawl but for me like i managed to get a lot more out of it having this but then yeah it seems like there should be a good way to kind of bridge that gap a bit more to where like everybody can get out what they want from it whether that's more con more single player content or being able to do like you said like starting out with like this is the stuff that i want out of this game from the beginning right interesting good stuff and other good stuff is this last comment and the question is uh it was the same question <laughs> as before but trevor Grover says yes easily nintendo can just release their own levels on the game either for free or for a small fee so this is whether Mario Maker would take over um, yeah. or would kill Super Mario or yeah, 2D Mario, which Mike, I, I came to the consensus that it actually won't and kind of more like Grimhain was saying and like uh, yeah. Patrick. I don't think and, it will. I think it could. And I think that it effectively will. Possibly, right. In the sense that like they prioritize that over the other Mario games in the same way that they prioritize 2d Mario now over right. other Mario games where it's like, we got to have this one. Like this is mm-hmm. the one that we have to have available. And then once that's out on the shelves, then we'll make a 3d one. And then mm-hmm. go from there. Um, I think that it, it has the potential to become the new cash cow in the sense that it sells better than 2d Mario, mm-hmm. but 2d Mario won't necessarily like go away. Right. Yeah. I do wonder the, because Trevor mentions Nintendo can just release their own levels on the game, either for free or a small fee. I 
don't expect to see that happen personally. Yeah, we can't even get more boards on Super Mario Party. Just like, I don't know if they are, they know that other people are creating a bunch of levels. I think what they'd more likely do is maybe if there's new mechanics or like if, if they were going to have like paid DLC for it, it would be Super Mario Bros. 2 World or something like that. Or like, you know, some other whole themes or something or like Super Mario Land or whatever. But even then, you know, you couldn't really do that because it's online you're playing other people's created stuff so like you just go play their yeah, stuff like, they, so. also like what are they going to do are you going to do like the joker situation where it's like you can't save replays because you don't have this character like can you not uh, save stages right that assets that you don't yeah. own so i don't really see i think they'll do they'll do free updates for sure i think honestly the we uh you know super mario maker one would have had a lot more free updates over time if it hadn't been on the Wii U and, you know, like, cause they, they did some updates for a little bit, but apparently at least from the community that I followed, it seems like they kind of just gave up on it at some point and were like, here you go. There's a patch. We're done. Um, cause they were working on, you know, probably this or yeah. whatever. Um, but especially like once the switch came out, they just kind of stopped doing anything with it at that point. Whereas now I expect they'll just keep doing updates to it. We'll just yeah, get more they, stuff. Yeah. Right. I did a couple of updates for, a lot actually where it's like people were like we want checkpoints and they're like okay uh-huh. cool here's checkpoints we want doors all mm-hmm. right here's doors yeah like you just we want the uh-huh. key door thing or whatever yeah. the red coins and all that crap mm-hmm. just kept adding stuff it is interesting also just in that like how adding just one mechanic or, or you know something like that like just adding just doors can infinitely expand like what's possible in that kind of content creation stuff, which is just so cool. Like that, you know, at that point, that's great for them because they can just add just one thing and then like, yeah, and their entire genres pop up. Yeah. It's like completely focusing around this thing, like uh-huh. the Picador levels, which are terrible. And terrible. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but that's the end of the comments on my video. And now, last but not least, we've got some Q&A. We don't have a whole lot of questions, but uh, we'll talk about the ones that we do have. So thank you for asking them. And you can ask these on Discord, or AJ also asks stuff on uh, YouTube. Uh, well, you also asked on Discord. But um and so you can follow the community page and get stuff from there. So also you can like just tweet us questions. You can yeah. ask questions in the comments of these podcast episodes. Yep. On whatever platform. If it has comments, I don't know. <laughs> There's too many podcast platforms. True. True. My knowledge. <laughs> So here are some questions. Squansel says, what happened to the Fanatics 4 website, and when can we expect more posts on it in the future? Um, that's a Justin question. I don't know. Uh, because the website really just existed as this thing of, like, Justin being like, hey, I want to, like, do game stuff, and, like, mm-hmm. we already have this, like, thing. Um, so, like, can we, like, you know, combine in that way? And, like, I make these blog posts and stuff like that. We upload the videos and do all that stuff. Mm-hmm um so like if that's something that he's interested in doing then it'll be there in that way um but if not maybe down the road we'll do more like we'll just use it more for hosting like mm-hmm. in the event that youtube blows up um <laughs> but yeah. other than that i don't know i don't really have the the bandwidth to like keep up that and then also youtube and then also potentially another thing that i'm not going to talk about right now 
Uh, you sure aren't. Nope, I won't uh, even let you talk about it. Nope, not even. Not, not going to talk about it. Uh, but yeah, like it's it just not really something that was a, a mm-hmm. like ever really a focus for me. It was something that was cool to have as like mm-hmm. this additive thing. And Justin was like, "Yeah, hey, let's do that." And I'm like, "Okay, cool. Why yeah. not?" Um, but if he's not able to do it, then yeah. Which I mean, I and he did ask. So I think any feedback that you guys have would also be good because he did ask on that same post. Like, I don't know, what would you guys want to see? on it at this point because i don't know how much interaction it was getting either um throughout the time so that's i think it's just a question of like if it's something that a lot of people want then it'll be more likely that stuff would happen with it whereas if there's like two people that want stuff from it probably less likely (laughs) i would guess because there's a lot of effort to put in um but we'll see so good question um and then falcon uh, this isn't even a question, but what's up, Falcon? Said, saddened by the lack of Friday 4 p.m. Eastern time content. Much sadness. Just because it was Friday. And he was like, I guess used to Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday stuff. But we don't have anything on Friday, Falcon. That's just the way it is. One of these days, maybe. <laughs> nice. Who knows? I'm, it's already weird, like, trying to figure out, like, how to do what and when as far as, like, scheduling, making things. Because, mm-hmm. like, doing this other thing I'm not going to talk about. Um, it was weird because, like, I'm talking to this other uh, entity of something. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a person, maybe a company, maybe a combination of those things. <laughs> uh, and they're like, hey, uh, is this thing done yet? And I'm like, oh, wait, I forgot. I got to do that because, like, it mm-hmm. got caught in the middle of me working on my next video. And, like, I got to, like, figure out formatting for this thing because it's a different thing. It's not the same type of thing that I usually do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, Stuff like that just throws a wrench in stuff, and I want to like prioritize keeping the status quo and doing what's already the norm and what's already scheduled. I don't want that to be interrupted by anything. So it's just a matter of like trying to like integrate all of that into what we're already doing without messing anything up. Mm-hmm. Uh, which like even stuff like this, like um, being on camera with the podcast, that was a, a discussion for a long time because we know that like obviously it's more entertaining to watch something if you see faces than if you just see a static picture with the yeah. title of the episode or whatever. Um, but bandwidth wise, it was just like, okay, but like, how do we figure that out? <laughs> Does that change when, when we record this and how we record this and yeah. where we record this and all that stuff. Um, so it's, it's just a matter of like keeping up consistency while also adding more things. And if we figure out a way for scheduling to add another episode and do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you mm-hmm. know, potentially throw a Saturday in there or something, then maybe mm-hmm. we'll do that. But like that, that's only going to happen if like everything it, like there's there's like an equal reward for what we're putting into that and if we're able to like yeah. do that like keep that cadence up without having to like mm-hmm. and keeping the quality consistent too yeah. or yeah it being even if it's not the exact same thing at least it's something that's it definitely wouldn't be it wouldn't yeah. be the same um, <laughs> yep. but there we have like other show ideas and stuff mm-hmm. like, um that we've talked about that mm-hmm. possibly happened but who knows? Let us know if you want stuff like that by liking, comment, subscribing, and telling your friends and all those stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, that uh, just about does. I mentioned, I also put in the questions because we asked you guys if you wanted, you know, our faces oh, on the podcast video stuff. And uh, some of you said yes, and we did it, and here we yeah. are. <laughs> Most people said yes. Yeah. <laughs> So there you um, go. Why not? And I mean, it was just like a thing for engagement because, like, yeah. it's an obvious answer. 
Yeah. Right. People wanted that for a long time. Yeah. And oh, I mean, anybody that said no, it's probably just like people like me that mostly listens to podcasts while driving. So it's like, well, it doesn't really affect me one way or another. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm mostly the same way in terms yeah. of like, I don't watch podcasts. If a podcast, if I'm listening to a podcast, I'm listening to it in the background while I'm doing right. something else. Yeah. Um, so it didn't really make a difference to me, but mm-hmm. I'm not everyone. And I want to <laughs> help people engage with this stuff in the way that they want to do it. So how can they do that, AJ? You can subscribe to the channel and ring the bell, leave a comment, share with your friends, tell everybody about it. And if you want us to be able to make more shows and more things like this, and maybe get that Friday video, consider becoming a channel member at youtube.com slash Vegas4. That's been this episode, people. Let us know what you think about cameras and how they work, and if you like our faces on them. Um, And fruit. Also fruits. Tell us that your favorite fruit is orange. Raspberry. Um, orange. Uh, okay. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye.